Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. Howdy, howdy, it's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. The moment you've all been waiting for. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Informed, engaging, and always brutally honest. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert. everyone and welcome to the JT show Super Talk Mississippi Gerard Gibbert live from the Neshoba County Fair Rhino back in the studio holding the fort down for us morning Rhino howdy howdy we are here and the crowds are piling in it's going to be a great day we've got a great show on tap today uh, we've got uh, Representative Scott Bounds joining us at 1020, Willie Simmons at 11.05, Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman at 11.37, Sean Tindall, Commissioner of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety at 12.20. But right now, kicking off the show, Representative Michael Ted Evans is here. Good morning there, Representative. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, good morning. Glad to be here with you today. All right, you just got off the stage there, caught a little bit of your speech. What's your message today, sir? I just want to tell everybody about the tax cut that um that the House of Representatives is working on. Just um, you know we're trying to cut the sale, um income tax the four percent down to zero, the same as um and the grocery tax down to four cents. Yep. I just got up there and told about that and told about that plan. Talked about a little marijuana. Yeah. So everybody, everybody, Boy, everybody wants to know about that, and, don't they? Yeah. So um, that's some things I covered today. Well, we uh, I caught you earlier on, on Paul's show, so at the risk of asking you uh, to repeat that, <laughs> you made a comment about what the federal government has kind of, uh, I guess, instilled in its policies, sent everybody home, and then what, what else happened after that? Sent everybody home, said, don't go to work, here's some unemployment benefits. I call it helicopter money. They just drop money well, out of the drop sky. Do you? Yeah, and, and, um, <laughs> look, at the very beginning of that, I think it was a good idea because everybody was caught off guard. Yeah. They didn't have a job. Everybody... But after so many months of that, it's time. Look, it's time to go back to work. It is time to go back to yeah. work. But employers are are uh, reporting that they're hurting. They they, hurt. Not a they're not a store, a shop, a restaurant you see that doesn't have a are now hiring sign outside. That's right. And um, but I I told my wife the other day. I said, look, we've offered everybody the vaccination, whether they took it or not. That's on them now. Yeah. It's time to open this thing back up. Let's go back to work and let's get the economy back going again. So well, that's what I think about it. Well, even though the CDC came out with some, once again, revised flip-flop 
tight end, so just can't do anything consistent. It's very frustrating. Recommending masks indoors in certain areas, even for those vaccinated, in case you didn't catch that yesterday, folks. Our governor said he, he is not, it's a recommendation, so it's not a federal mandate. Our governor said he does not intend uh, to impose such mandates. The CDC also said all in a public school setting, K-12, through teachers, administrators, um, uh, faculty, and uh, students as well need to mask up for in-person school. Our governor says he's not going to do it. What do you think about that? I think the kids should all be offered the vaccine. Um, I know some of them haven't been offered to it yet. If they take it, they take it. If they don't, that's up to them and their parents. And, and I think it should be left up to the parents. If their parents want them to wear a mask at school, that's between them and their parents. And um, let's just get school back going and let's have school. And I agree. For the best, yeah. Just, just leave it up to the parents. If the parents feel like their kids need them to wear a mask, let them wear the mask. Yeah. If they don't, they don't. Yeah, and it's it is at this point it's just a recommendation. It's just right. guidance, and I, I don't know that the federal government could uh, implement it as a as a nationwide mandate. I, I certainly hope it doesn't come to that. I don't think it makes sense. What about the districts, school districts in your house district, Representative? Have you talked to them? What are their plans? I hadn't talked to them. I'm meeting with them Monday morning for on the first day when the teachers go back. I hadn't heard what their plans was, but I feel like they're going to leave it up to the parents. Yeah. I, I think that's what they're probably going to do. Well, let, let's hope that's the case. I, I think it's just a matter of personal choice. But yeah. And there are a lot of problems, of course, as you know, with kids wearing masks, all sorts of reports on that, uh, with rashes and, and uh, just anxiety problems. So it's time for the kids to uh, – there's no uh, scientific evidence supporting masking of kids for sure. So let's let them be kids go back to school. What uh, what are some of your priorities coming up for the 2022 session? It's hard to believe it's just around the corner. Uh, first, let me ask, do you think we might have a special session to address the medical marijuana? got to ask you that, uh, <laughs> Representative. What do you think? The street talk is, you know, I just, along my, around my colleagues, they say we they think we're going back okay. sometime before September, but I ain't heard of nothing. The speaker hadn't heard anything, or he hadn't told me anything. Uh that's just what, you know, how us legislators, we all talk amongst ourselves, and that's just the street, I understand. It's a street talk. It's the grapevine of the, the house, grapevine. right? That's right. Yeah. Well, the, the governor says he ain't going to call a special session until he's confident that something can get done, that there's a consensus. Well, uh, sure. Surely they've been working on it, then. I know. They have been. Well, I, I read a report yesterday that uh, my good friend, Representative Lee Yancey from Rankin County and over on the Senate side, uh, Representative Blackwell have have been working together to try to come up with something. So maybe that'll uh, cause the need for a special session and we get something done. Maybe so, because we've had since last November. We knew what was going on yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, get, to get something done. So. I know. And then we got this ballot initiative process that's hanging over our heads that seems to be in flux after the Supreme Court comes down and basically nullifies the ballot initiative process in the state of Mississippi. Well, I think we need to fix it where the people can put stuff on the ballot. I don't know if it should be to where we could actually change the Constitution. Yeah. You know, you could... You take a group of people, they can come up with some radical ideas to actually change the Constitution and get it paid. You just take a, a group of people and say, okay, we don't want nobody else to pay taxes in the state of Mississippi. What do we do if that become part of the Constitution where we couldn't collect any kind of revenue to run the state? It, it, but, but they do need to have the opportunity to at least change the law. If agree. they want to change the law, and the people should have a voice. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, But right now we don't seem to really have a, a mechanism, a legal mechanism, because anything you do, the Supreme right. Court will say, no, that that doesn't work. Yeah. All right, so priorities for 2022 that, that are kind of on your plate that, that you're thinking about 
in the way of perhaps legislation you're going to support, maybe even author. Uh, what what's your thoughts there? Well, I think we'll. I think the tax cut deal would be good for the state of Mississippi to eliminate the income tax. I think that'd be a big deal for the state. And uh, I'm not one of these legislators that go down there and introduce hundreds and hundreds of bills. If I introduce something, it's going to be for my local community. It's yeah. going to be it's going to be something for the farmers or the logging industry, something like that. Um, so I don't come up with all these grand ideas. To, sure, I think it's plenty of laws, don't you? <laughs> I do. Yeah, every so, time, every time they go into session, I text all my favorite legislators and I say, "Hey, don't make too many laws, yeah. okay?" But when I <laughs> anything, get, pull some out. Yeah, when I get to Jackson, I concentrate. Now, I do sign on a lot of people's bills. That I think it's good yeah. ideas. Yeah, and um, but I try to bring a little money back to my district to help on certain projects. I'm big about buying fire trucks. If you look at my record, I'm, you're a fireman. I'm right? a fireman. Yeah. I, I try to get my community's little fire trucks and stuff to help them out, and and all uh, that's what I focus on. When I, I got get to Jackson. Yeah. So. Is is where we are right now? Is that in your district? This is Scott Bound District. I have some of the city of Philadelphia. That's what I thought. I have some of the eastern part of the show. Got a little finger coming out of the big. Coming, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, but that's, that's my area. And I got all the camper and some of Lauderdale. I got, my district is ninety eight okay. miles long. Okay. Wow. They, they tried to draw me into Cuba, Alabama, but we couldn't <laughs> just cross the border and go right into they Cuba. Tried to get, they tried to get rid of me ten years ago, but I survived. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what do you think about? Of course, the fair, I know this is a Mississippi tradition. It's certainly ground zero for everything happening politically in Mississippi. It's an off year in that we don't have any statewide elections, but a lot of folks here are going to come through, a lot of speakers. What do you think? Yeah, look, this is, the, this is one of the best things in Mississippi. I've been coming to this thing ever since I was a baby. Yeah. My parents towed me around in their arms out here. <laughs> I know everybody at this fair. Uh, it's just great. It's just great, and it's just a heaven for politics. Like everybody loves to come talk politics at the fair. They do. And look, I look so forward to this political speaking on Wednesdays and Thursdays. I just—it's awesome. My day is. I awesome. agree. Yeah. It's awesome, and I and I noticed that uh, once you exited the stage, uh, you had to make your way over here with a lot of folks stopping you. I wasn't sure you're going to make it because you're you're obviously a, a popular figure. Folks want to want to talk to you and and uh, see what's on your mind. That's yeah. that's got to be a good feeling. Huh? Yeah. Well, see, I work I work for the city of Philadelphia. 23 okay. years, so yep. I know everybody in the show. Everybody knows me. When I go to Walmart, I stay at Walmart two hours talking <laughs> to people. And I enjoy it. I love it. So, well, And I try to be just a common man and just interact with everybody because I think that's what that's what you should do. I think I am. people appreciate that. I can tell you, Bubba and Starkville on the ceasefire text line says, Big country's honesty is refreshing. He should run for governor. Yeah, I should. I, I've thought about that before, but I don't know if I can get, get anywhere. <laughs> hey, if, if we could just vote in East Mississippi, I'd be strong, but <laughs> most folks you don't never know. know. You don't ever know. You're right. We got a break coming up. We sure do appreciate you coming on here, uh, Representative Michael Ted Evans. Also, Trey and Grenada get this text in here before we go to break. It says Ted is hilarious, good for the show. Yeah. We appreciate that. I agree. Yeah, Thanks so thank much, you, sir. Appreciate, appreciate it. Yes, right. sir. Thanks, we'll be right back on the JT show. Stay with us. We've got Scott Bounds from the Mississippi House of Representatives. He's the chairman of the House Public Utilities Committee. Stay tuned. We're live from the Neshoba County Fair.
Shark Tank's real estate tycoon, Barbara Corcoran, only recommends Lee Garland in the Jackson area. Lee Garland is the number one real estate team in all of Mississippi, as published by the Wall Street Journal, directly responsible for helping over 9,000 families reach their real estate goals. That's over $1.25 billion in real estate. And those hard-to-sell listings, they just make the elite team even more motivated. Success stories like Stan in Northeast Jackson. Lee puts superior marketing strategy into gear, guided Stan with advice on preparing his home for market, and is sold within 48 hours for the asking price. And in those cases where real life happens, Lee will let you out of your contract at any time or will give you an instant cash offer. No showings, repairs, or hassles. I wouldn't recommend Lee Garland without personal experience and a long list of outstanding, satisfied clients. Call Lee Garland Group today, EXP Realty at 601-983-1130. Visit LeeWillBuyIt.com and start packing. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Care Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Care Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. Hello, friends. This is Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce. If you love agriculture and the great outdoors, and you don't want to miss the exciting new Ag and Outdoor Expo. 60,000 square feet of everything for ag and hunting and fishing, all on display in the brand new Mississippi Trademark, August 6th, 7th, and 8th. Put on by the great folks at the Foundation for Mississippi Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, and sponsored by Southern Ag Credit. Shop great deals on the latest guns, gear, clothing, and equipment. There's fun for the whole family. The Axe Women Loggers of Maine, the Fetch and Fish Dog Show, and the Big Buck Contest, Mississippi's largest display of trophy bucks. Saturday night, you don't want to miss the concert featuring national headliner Tyler Farr and hot Mississippi artist Adam Doliak and Hannah Everhart, along with Corey Smith. The Mississippi Ag and Outdoor Expo, August 6th through 8th. For more information, visit MississippiOutdoorExpo.com. Lakeland Fireplace's new expanded showroom is now open, and you've got to see the selection. Lakeland Fireplaces has over 25 display units, including the popular Heat and Glow to choose from. And remember, with Heat and Glow, you can forget about those headaches and unpleasant odors. Oh, by the way, their showroom has 19 live burning fireplaces. While you're there, be sure to ask Zach Sandlin about their premium lines of gas grills, too. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, just east of Dogwood in Flowood. Jello here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. I'm back. I told you I was coming back. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, 
everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, broadcasting live from Founders Square, the Neshoba County Fair, Mississippi's giant house party. Joining us now, Representative Scott Bounds, running around like crazy. We sure appreciate you joining us, though, Representative. Thanks so much. Come in so hot. Much. Come in I know, hot. Come in hot. Uh, catch your breath. Cool off a little bit. Uh, what do you think? I think we're getting, it looks like the crowd is, is, uh, certainly funneling in. It looks like the Neshoba County Fair is what well, it looks you know, like. I, I just, I just left the podium speaking down here. It's one of the privileges I have as being a district elected official to speak at the Neshoba County Fair. Uh, I think this was my 19th one to speak at. So, uh, 19th. 19th one so, uh, to speak at. So it's an honor to be able to come down here and speak at the fair and all that. Uh, uh, but, you know, they didn't come to hear me. We got we got Commissioner Simmons going on right now. Uh, and, yep. and then Lieutenant Governor be on. Yeah. So we're we're rocking and rolling. They right? did come to hear you, though, Representative. <laughs> this is your district. <laughs> well, they want to hear what you have to say. Well, and I, you're, in the, you're in the lawmaking business, you know. So I'm in the lawmaking business <laughs> and the fair business, too, you know. But the fair business is, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's it's supposed to be part-time like the legislature, but it ain't. Part-time. It's not part-time. It's not part-time. No, I know. It's not part-time. It's, uh, it's a a lot of work behind the scenes to put on this production, and we so appreciate uh, all those involved. This is it, this is a unique event in the country. You know, Gerard, I tell people, <clears throat> and I, you know, I'm probably infringing on trademark stuff or whatever, but <laughs> but this is I, I I liken the fair to the Masters. It's an event unlike any other. And good analogy, uh, I like that. It's an event unlike any other, and. These aren't cabin owners around us. These are our patrons. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I like it. We, 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 we try to put on a great show, but it is a unique event, and it's not for everybody. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say it's the mecca of events or sure. anything, but I think if you ever get to a real good taste of the fair that you will understand and you'll be back. Uh, Absolutely. I tell you, we've had uh, this year, uh, the weather's been a challenge, Yeah. Uh, but uh, I hope on the surface uh, that we've done a good job, but in uh, Below the weeds, we've we've had we've had some challenges, just logistic yeah. things. But, but you know that it don't scare people off, though, does it? No, it don't. We, <laughs> we we've had great crowds so far. Had a great crowd with a Hardy show last night. He yeah. really put on a fantastic show. Yeah. And uh, so uh, looking forward to Trace Atkins tonight. Yep. Jordan Davis. Wow. Thursday night in Riley Green. So you know we've got. Uh, uh, we we still we still got a lot to go. This you know. Yeah. We got a lot to go. This. Well, that's what we're here for. 2021 fair. All right, so how has it changed? 19 years, and you've been coming all your life. How's it changed? Well, so uh, <clears throat> I will tell you, uh, being program chairman and everything that has to do with the program down here is going to come through me. Yeah. <clears throat> it's amazing. Uh, we're we're on the board. We're very passionate about keeping the institution of the fair what it is. Sure. I mean, the fair is founded on... It started as an agricultural fair. Those aspects are still very important. But I, I think, Gerard, if I had to say what what has changed, it has been the me attitude, the my attitude <clears throat> that, you know, people, if I have a position on something, I ought to be able to come in there and convey it. Yeah. Convey it on, yeah. <clears throat> as a, and, and we're a private association, and we do, we understand and respect the uh, yeah. ability of people to have their positions, but... We're not going to turn this into an advocacy or a uh, uh, a political cause event. We're just not going to do it. Yeah. And uh, uh, so, anyway, I guess I guess that's just the politics of it has changed just just in the 19 years that I've 
I've been in the legislature of, 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 of uh, I, I guess just the me and mine give it to me, and you know that's a good point. I haven't thought through that, and of course, as you well know, the uh, the the route to to public office, I, I want to get uh, the route to public office in Mississippi. Certainly at the statewide level, it comes right through the Shelby County Fair, does it, it not? It does, it does, and you know that's one of the things. Obviously, the fair is known for is its political speaking program. Yeah, you know, we as a board, uh, me as a program chairman, we <clears throat> we have a when you're talking about the political aspect of it, the political program, uh, we have um, we have a, a very tight. Um, uh, process of how we extend invitations to officials to speak or elected officials okay. or candidates and uh, and it's worked well for us but we okay. learned something in about every year that we tweak maybe just a little bit okay. you know but uh uh, but other than that, it's uh, the fair is still the fair, yeah. and, and we want to keep this this the, the Shelby County Fair Institution. We want to keep that unique. We want to keep it an event unlike any other. And, and of course, as you know, national political figures have have come through here as well. Who could forget? Ronald Reagan, Ronald uh, 1980, Reagan. and uh, launching there. his campaign. A lot of people there. were. I had. Uh, uh, someone uh, who worked for my company for many years that, that was present, who actually worked on the Reagan campaign at that time, has a giant framed picture, you know, of, right. of uh, him right. standing at that stage right, That's right. There, making That's making right. his speech. It's pretty cool. So, but it kind of leads me to this question, uh, Scott, is what do you hear from people outside of Mississippi as far as their their understanding, their perception, their I guess their opinion, if you will, of this event as a political event, it, it because of its uniqueness. Well, if they've never been here, first and foremost, it's it's, it's hard to explain. Yeah, it it's is hard, hard to explain. explain. I mean, you know, it's just you're you're going you're trying to explain an eight day event where you have 601 individually owned cabins on 168 acres with 600 RV spots. Yeah, so it's. It's hard for somebody to envision that and, and describe it to them, but once they get here and then experience it, and then experience it in a good way. I mean, we want people to come. The fair is more than the midway. Uh, you know, it's more than the carnival. It's more than the horse racing on Mississippi's first licensed horse racing track. Yeah. More than political speaking. It's uh, it's the hospitality. It's the camaraderie. It's the family togetherness. It's what the fair was originally founded on in 1889, and that's, you know, to, um, you know, uh, more of a homecoming. It's, 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 it's a homecoming, Gerard. And people come here they from do. all over the state. I was just walking do. over here, ran into uh, Senator Scott Delano yeah. uh, from the Gulf Coast, uh, of course, would be here. It's, but it's not just political figures. It's it's just people that it's, it's just, that want to enjoy the fair, have an interest, or may not have an interest in politics, right. but the, uh, but the right. other uh, features of the fair, and they come here, it's, it's why we call it Mississippi's Giant House Party. Well, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll tag on that a little bit. Congressman Dan Crenshaw from Texas was here over the weekend. Right. I'm sure you had him on the show. Yeah. Had him on the show yeah. this week. And, uh, you know, he was one of these never been to the fair. Yeah. So, you know, I, I had an opportunity to talk to him on Sunday afternoon, and, and I said, well, I mean, is it what you thought? He said, he said, I, I just, he said, it's not anything. Like I mean. <laughs> he said, uh, this is red meat stuff out here for people like you and I. Exactly right. <laughs> and, uh, uh, he, so he, he, I think he had a really good time and took a lot of, uh, took yeah. something back that he can take back to Texas and explain to people, so, hey, they got it going on in Mississippi. That's know, pretty so, cool. So yeah. he'll, he'll carry that message back, I feel certain. So what are your priorities coming up? We got 2022, got a couple of minutes here. Just yeah. want to kind of get your, your sense of that, what you're thinking about. Well, What's on the table? Well, you know, obviously, uh, Gerard, I know everybody's talked about medical marijuana. Yeah. We, we've got to address that. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, I, I, I don't know of an agreement right now that we have with the Senate. Uh, I know that I think there's uh, conversations being had, you know. Uh, I think this will be the first thing if, if the governor uh, exercises his option to call us back into a special session. I think that's what we would do. Obviously, the initiative process, I would like to see us wait until January to do anything on this initiative process. I think that is something that needs more debate than what we could do in a special session. And a lot of moving parts to that. It's a lot of moving parts to it, and we want to get it right. Because yeah. We do not want to take right. away that voice from the people to have that option to, to exercise their voice if their legislature doesn't do like they want to. But it's got to be, it's got to be done right. And uh, so I would like to see us. But, you know, the medical marijuana thing, we've been very blessed. Commissioner Simmons locally here has been very good with us on infrastructure projects. So, um, you know, just the things, you know, I know the Speaker will talk more tomorrow about his income tax plan, yep. and uh, he'll speak tomorrow. Uh, so we'll, um, you know, I think those are the big things that are coming up. But I think right now people are looking to see what the legislature is going to do with the medical marijuana. Yeah, I think that's right. That, that seems to kind of be top of the list and that's just because the supreme court struck it down after it went to the after right. it went to the ballot box right right, uh, right but you know on the ballot initiative uh situation i i think you're right because the worst thing you could do is rush through that get something out there and then uh you, there, there's something that slips through the cracks because it just didn't get addressed right and then we it's kind of hard to undo that so well yeah and in a special session we 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 need to have agreements, and, and we need to get in and get out. The public don't like for us to stay in special session. And, yeah. and uh, I just think it's one of those issues, Gerard, that just is going to require, in my mind and opinion, just a little bit more a little bit more consideration of debate and discussion You know, before yeah. we move forward on that. But uh, Well, we look forward to it. Uh, it should be a lively and interesting session it, at a minimum. It should be. You know, it's uh, <laughs> like Christmas Eve. Next year will be election Eve. That's so, exactly right. You know, so, but, uh, yeah. Appreciate it. We'll be back in. I appreciate y'all being here. Hope it's hope it's hope it's a great day. Absolutely, we do too, and I'm sure it will be. We look forward to the rest of the day. We got uh, Commissioner Willie Simmons coming up, Delbert Hoseman, Sean Tindall, Representative Scott Bounds has been our guest. We so appreciate him coming on the JT Show. We'll be right back. Stay with us. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no-hassle guarantees so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a wink on troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Hey, it's Dave Logan, the general manager for Canon Nissan of Jackson. The all-new 2022 Nissan Pathfinder is now in stock on the showroom floor. There's only one word to describe the new 2022 Nissan Pathfinder. Wow! Wow! Come see it today and see how Nissan is bringing back the adventure. Come test drive the all-new 2022 Nissan Pathfinder today at Canon Nissan of Jackson. And imagine the places you can go. There's more. New inventory arriving daily. Versa, Sentras, Armadas, Pathfinders, Rogues, Kicks, and the Mississippi-built Titan truck. At Canon Nissan of Jackson, we don't have any market adjustments added to our prices. Don't make a mistake or go along with market adjustment. 
Come to Canon Nissan of Jackson. Our service department is open six days a week and fully staffed, and no appointment is needed. And when the smoke clears, you too will be saying, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. Hi, this is Anitra over at McBee's. I'm the kitchen manager there. Come enjoy our blue plates for under $10. Monday through Friday from 11 to 2. Monday we have meatloaf or chicken spaghetti. Tuesday we have beef tips or chicken breast. Wednesday we have fried pork chops or pot roast. Thursday we have spaghetti or chicken fried steak. Friday we have fried catfish or pulled pork or chicken with mushrooms for sauce. And every day, hamburger steak or chicken scoops. McBee's on Lake Harbor. You can dine in, take out, or have them cater. And the perfect spot for any size party, too. The economy has put a lot of our plans for 2021 behind schedule. Back orders on building materials and appliances to finish the new home or remodel. And what about home security safes? You were planning to buy a Browning gun safe this year, but now shortages on all things gun-related have you saying, how do I get one? Well, Security Joe of Discount Gun Safe says, I can get you a safe. He has teamed up with the Browning Safe Company to release an emergency shipment of specially priced safes, arriving just in time for the July rush. Browning has limited quantities available, but Discount Gun Safe has 12, 24, up to 65 gun capacity safes in stock and ready for in-home delivery. With prices starting at just $6.99, we can all afford to protect our firearms and family valuables again. Visit the showroom of Discount Gun Safe at 2636 Old Brandon Road in Pearl to see the largest selection of gun safes in Mississippi or call 6 601-939-8233. That's 601-939-8233. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. During the last five days, nearly 7,000 new cases of COVID-19 have been reported in Mississippi. During a recent video conference hosted by the Mississippi Medical Association, State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs emphasized the tough road ahead. We see a whole bunch of Mississippians who are about to spend a month on a ventilator, even if they make it, right? We see a whole bunch of folks who are not going to get with us to Thanksgiving that would otherwise be there. Dobbs said despite the rapid rise in cases, there will be no mandates from the health department. We're not mandating crap to anybody. There are no mandates coming out of the health department for the general public. But we want to raise awareness to a point where we say, hey, this is serious. We're not talking about closing a business. We're not talking about closing a school. We're talking about making sure people know the common sense things to do to get past the Delta wave. He said most all cases are likely the Delta variant. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. One of the things I enjoy most about raising catfish is the end result, the fish on the truck headed to the plant. I like that because we raised a good product with a with a good team and a good uh, result from from all the hard work that we've done. I'm Terry Cruz, and I'm proud to be your 2020 Arkansas Catfish Farmer of the Year. We all have to eat. So if you're going to eat, eat U.S. farm-raised catfish. Cutwater Spirits presents the Twilight Concert Series at Renaissance this Friday with the Revivalists. with Dumpster Funk plus Epic Funk Brass Band. Get tickets now at twilightms.com twilightms.com The Revivalists are coming this Friday. I wish I knew you when I was young. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Ardenland. 
From hunting and fishing to just about anything outdoors here in the Magnolia State, you'll find out what new adventure is waiting for you Mondays at noon with Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show. Presented by the Foundation for Mississippi Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, you'll explore the wonders of your state's natural resources and experience the thrill of outdoor adventure. That's Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show, Mondays at noon, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Signals are given. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Everyone, the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. We are live from the Deshoba County Fair, Founder Square. Appreciate uh, Representative Scott Bounds coming on the program. Don't forget, coming up at 11.05, Transportation Commissioner of the Central District. That'll be Commissioner Willie Simmons at 11.37. I'm watching him speak right now, the Lieutenant Governor of the State of Mississippi, Delbert Hoseman. And then at 12.20, the Commissioner of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety, Sean Tindall. Looking forward to those interviews and appreciate everyone joining us today. This broadcast powered by C Spire. Everything's set up. Appreciate the Super Talk crew coming over in advance, getting everything all hunky-dory for us. Show up, put the uh, the headset on, and start talking. It's a pretty good deal. Really appreciate that. Shout out to those folks. Um, so the big news, really, folks, overnight, uh, I think, is President Biden and, in fact, his CDC, we should be more specific, uh, Rachel Walensky, issuing a, a whole new set of guidance with respect to masks. And it's just a flip-flop routine. You can't get anything consistent out of the CDC. I think it's a bad move. You know, we're told go get vaccinated, don't have to wear masks. Now we're told, oh no, we're changing that. Now, if you're vaccinated, you gotta you gotta wear masks in certain settings in certain regions, county on a county by county level. I think if your if your infection rate is at fifty per thousand, I believe is the is the standard there. I know if you if you happen to remember that, but uh, nonetheless, it it's a flip flop routine. And, and of course, the president a couple of days ago, uh, his office issued uh, a new restriction, new protocol requiring all employees of the Veterans Affairs to be vaccinated. And yesterday, a reporter asked him a question about this. He was wanting to talk about Iraq. This was in the Oval Office, and he said, you're a pain in the neck. He called the reporter a pain in the neck. He also, by the way, folks, if you didn't hear it, the president said uh, in in his discussion about this these new protocols, these new guidelines, he said, if you're not vaccinated, you're not as smart as I thought you were. And just as I have said, every time government gets involved in this, this subject, all they do is run people off. They just they, they sort of confirm their concerns, make them more intransigent. They do not assuage their fears. It's just it's the the issue I believe of of leftists not understanding, not acknowledging, not 
managing in accordance with fundamental, basic human nature. And human nature says if you really, really push someone hard, if you if you shame them, if you lecture them, you're likely not to get the result you seek. You're likely to get, in fact, the opposite result. And I think that's exactly what ha- what's happening. Uh, Rachel Walensky, CDC director, also was somewhat under fire for not conducting a uh, a press conference, a live press conference with reporters and television cameras and so forth, but rather did it remotely and it was recorded and no questions were allowed. And then uh, the recording was released to the press, which is kind of crazy. Also, Don Lamont over there at CNN... He had a discussion with uh, his his buddy Cuomo, also a CNN reporter, and uh, that uh, that aired, I believe, last night. Rhino, do we have some sound on that? What Don Lamont had had to say? Uh, he, he's taking even a harsher stance. Um, I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people are not going to agree with this, but um, don't get the vaccine. You can't go to the supermarket. Don't have the vaccine. You don't show it. Can't go to the ball game. Don't have the vaccine. Can't go to work. You don't have the vaccine. Can't come here. No shirt. No shoes. No service. That's where I think we should be right now, because we continue to waste our breath on people who are just not going to change. They're, you know, the circular logic. They just keep going back and saying, "Well, it's my freedom. It's whatever. I'm free." Well, your kid's not free to give other kids meningitis. In schools, you got to take a vaccine to do that. You got to take vaccines to get, in order to get to be employed. So, uh, what is the big deal? Yeah, the big deal. But by the way, that was a split-screen discussion with his buddy Chris Cuomo, also an anchor at CNN. The, the issue is that a government mandate on something like this is just unreasonable unacceptable if the government wants to mandate it for government employees and government agencies which looks like is going to be coming down from the Biden administration tomorrow all indications are uh, that that will be a requirement you're either vaccinated or you're going to have to test on a regular I don't remember what it is once or twice a week to work for any agency which is inside the government and if I'm not mistaken the federal government is the largest employer in the world in terms of, a, of a, as a single entity, if you consider the federal government as a single entity. This is going to cause lots of problems, uh, lots of pushback. I don't know what sorts of exceptions are being made for those that may have natural immunity. It doesn't seem to be included in that. Or, or those that for certain underlying health conditions are not allowed to take the vaccine. But I think we got a big old ruckus coming our way. And it's not going to be uh, pretty. Some medical professionals are concerned that this coming fall. Thank you. A uh, listener just came by and wanted to let us know she listens every day. We appreciate that. Thank you. But uh, uh, medical professionals are, in fact, very concerned about the surge. And uh, I've got, uh, as I've talked about before on the show, a couple of friends in the trenches in the hospital said their admissions are skyrocketing. I'm using uh, one of those those, uh, medical doctor's terms that is oversees a big hospital group. It's a concern. And I don't know what is going to happen with respect to government mandates here in Mississippi other than our governor has made it very clear he does not intend to impose any of those. 
So uh, I, I don't think we're going to see Governor Tate Reeves, who we'll have on the show tomorrow. We'll just ask him point blank. I don't think we're going to see him come out and renew any of those restrictions uh, re- with respect to masks. And uh, I don't I don't know uh, as as far as hospitals are concerned. You guys remember last year, elective surgeries uh, were canceled, and there was there was lots of guidelines. I believe handed down directly from the Department of Health. He does have some some scope of authority over that. I don't know where that's going, but I, you got to feel like if the cases continue to surge and and uh, and, and it starts to overwhelm the health care system, I think action's going to have to be taken, and it, uh, it is something to be very concerned about. Um, David Duddleston, M.D., he, uh, he writes in, he says, I'm an internal medicine, uh, medicine physician. And I support NPs overall. However, I think the collaborating physician's name should be public and publicized at every encounter with a patient and medical record. Oh, excuse me. That's from February. I don't vote Democrat very often, but when I do, it's for Willie Simmons. Thank you, Dr. Dellison. I appreciate that. Sorry for uh, digging up an old text I just now seen. That's from February. So I understand that was talking about the nurse practitioner stuff. Apologize for that. Uh, on the ceasefire text line from six six two, but you're not required by law to have a flu vaccination to go to school or work. I mean that's an in, that's an interesting point as well. And um, so I don't know. I, I don't I don't know how all that gets sorted out. It is a very complex, convoluted situation. You know what we'd like to see is a decline of Texas uh, of uh, cases. Excuse me and. And more folks achieve immunity somehow so that they uh, don't have the risk of contracting the disease. And we don't want to see the health care system overwhelmed. But we also don't want to see government, the heavy hand of government, come in with these some of these crazy mandates, which I think are a problem. Uh, you're, you're also probably aware that the Department of Justice has come out and ruled that employers do have the legal right to mandate COVID shots. I, I felt like that was going to be the case. I think they're within their purview to do so, and employees, I guess, are going to have to deal with that, wrestle with that. You can just imagine how complex a matter this is going to be in HR departments across this country, and it, it's going to result in some very thorny, very sticky situations that employers and employees are going to have to sort out. So we'll see where all that goes. Just wanted to pass that on uh tucker carlson had a very interesting take on all this last night and i think he his sentiments are consistent with those of of many in this country who feel like this is really just all about all about control all all about power all about keeping this thing going as long as they can and and it's i think it's a a sign of weakness in a leader uh, weak leaders, they, they kind of thrive on on terror and fear, uh, and they have a tendency to also lie a lot. I still think it's a situation where big government animals just believe in the power and, and the solutions uh, ability of big government, and so they just impose more big government. It just is a vicious circle. We'll take a break right here on the JT Show. We'll come back with a little more talk, and then... At 11.05, Commissioner Willie Simmons joins us. Stay with us.
From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly sunny, high near 95. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 76. Thursday, a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms, sunny skies, high near 96. And finally, Friday, 20% chance of showers, sunny skies, high near 96. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Ridgeland Medical Clinic is a proud sponsor of the Gallo Radio Show. Conveniently located in Ridgeland off Highway 51 North in the Oak Place Shopping Center. Call them to see Jody Adams today. This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks, 1-800-647-8540, or on the web, MajesticMetalsINC.com. Ridgeland Mitsubishi Summer Vacation Sales event was so successful that we're extending it for another month. That's right. All month long, we're celebrating the red, white, and blue with a vacation from your car payment. July is vacation time at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. That's right. We're offering no payments for the entire summer. When you purchase a new Mitsubishi, coming now. Pay only $1.99 per month on new 2021 Mitsubishi Mirage G4s. We have the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross and the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander in stock right now. And make no payments for the entire summer. And we're giving you a free 40-inch TV with each purchase. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Ridgeland Mitsubishi. No matter your past credit history, we'll work to get you approved. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Bring us your trade. We'll give you a top dollar for it. So if you're ready for a vacation, then get to Ridgeland Mitsubishi. For no payments for the entire summer. Ritual Mitsubishi, when nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road, call 896-9600 today. Or visit RitualMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ritual Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi This is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton was up 11 to 90.34. March cotton was up 6 to 89.87. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade, November soybeans were up three quarters to 13.60 and a quarter per bushel. January soybeans were up a penny to 13.65 and a quarter per bushel. December corn was up three and three quarters to 5.50 per bushel. March corn was up three and three quarters to 5.57 and a half per bushel. At the Mercantile, October live cattle was up 20 to 128.62. December live cattle was up 10 cents to 133.57. October feeders down 70 to 165.25. November feeders down 60 to 166.42. And at this hour, the Dow joins us down three points, 35,055. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. What does Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation stand for? Everything we do is built around attaining a better life for Mississippi farmers and ranchers and all Farm Bureau members. Things like rural broadband and private property rights, funding for roads and bridges, and our Child Saver program. We think these are outstanding causes, and hopefully you do too. Because when Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. 
Protect your post-harvest grains and your bottom line from profit-robbing insects. For pennies per bushel, a tank mix of Diacon IGR Plus and PBO8 Synergist gives you the long-term control of an insect growth regulator and the knockdown power of a broad-spectrum insecticide with enhanced efficiency. Help protect your grain with Diacon IGR Plus and PBO8 Synergist from Central Life Sciences. For more information, contact your local dealer or visit bugfreegrains.com. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, on to the real part. Dynamite! On Super Talk Mississippi. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard Gibbert, live from the Neshoba County Fair. We're on Founder Square. I'm facing the pavilion where all the speeches occur. Rhino back in the studio. Uh, don't forget, coming up after the break, we've got uh, Commissioner Willie Simmons. He's the Transportation Commissioner for the Central District. And then tomorrow at 2 o'clock... Neshoba County Fair Football Roundtable. Mississippi's Giant House Party has returned, and there's a little something new for football fans. Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin, Mississippi State coach Mike Leach, and Southern Miss coach Will Hall will participate in a football at the fair roundtable from 2 to 3. That's tomorrow, Thursday, at the Neshoba County Fair, and it will be broadcast live right here on Super Talk Mississippi. That's going to be a pretty cool deal, I think. And, of course, this broadcast powered by a ceasefire. Well, we've had a, a great day, and folks, as we said earlier, are starting to um, funnel in here to the fair, as one would expect. Uh, also, Representative Scott Bounds told us that last night uh, around the pavilion area, area, there were more people, according to their counts, than there were at Ronald Reagan's 1980 speech, where he launched his his. Uh, effort to become the president of the United States. It's really pretty cool. I wanted to pass on a little business news here in this segment. Also, uh, Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet, a.k.a. Google, all reported yesterday and had absolute blowout quarters. Apple generated $25 billion of uh, operating income on sales of $81 billion. iPhone sales were up, I think, over 50%. The street estimated they would generate $73 billion of sales. They only beat that by $8 billion. So they're on, they're on a run rate, as we said earlier, to produce $100 billion in net profit on $320 billion of sales. That's a 33% bottom line. That's just unbelievable, incredible. Microsoft generated $19 billion of uh, net income, operating income on 46 billion of revenue. Google, 19 billion as well. Big quarter for Apple. Uh, excuse me, Alphabet. Uh, the uh, streets had them at six. Six. They only beat that by three x. They generated 61.80, uh, 61 uh, and eight and change billion. 
of revenue. The street had them at 56, so they exceeded that by $5 billion. So anyhow, you know, if by all accounts from the economic front, certainly in the, in the big tech sector, they're rocking and rolling. The question is whether or not this renewed surge of COVID is going to start having a, a deleterious effect on our economy. Let's, let's hope not, because right now we are recovering nicely, and it's good to see folks are doing well. Uh, except they can't find enough people to work. I mean, even over here at the show, but riding around a little bit last night, same old deal, the fast food restaurants everywhere. Uh, the hotels and so forth, they're just extremely short-staffed. Folks are not wanting to get out and work, and uh, it is, in fact, a concern. Uh, I'm really disappointed in, in the president calling everybody not very smart, that it refuses to get vaccinated. I think that is the complete, total, wrong opposite approach of what what it should be which should be just say nothing i think public health officials i'm going to say it again i think politicians public health officials should just stand down say nothing i think all that does is, is cause people to to retreat and uh, not uh, and be concerned and rightfully so they have questions they have concerns they want to get those addressed the best way to do that is to is to go visit with their doctor michael goodwin wrote an excellent column uh, he's he's an opinion writer for the New York Post yesterday, and he, and he called out the president. He said his 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 vow to unite the country really really isn't working out. That you know he he kind of got that started as a theme during the campaign. He made that a central theme of his so-called State of the Union address. I guess you could call that kind of his um, you could call it State of the Union address. He's talked about it a lot in his inaugural speech, but. And it was it was thought to be his main focus, but it just doesn't seem like that that is working out when you look at what's coming out in the way of policy, what's coming out in the way of rhetoric. Uh, it's it's just causing a lot of problems in our country, and and we continue to be deeply divided. and And uh, it's it's certainly a concern. You you may have seen that Senator Barbara Boxer from California in her home area of Oakland, was assaulted day before yesterday, pleaded with the perpetrator to to uh, leave her alone, essentially, and, and got, get off of her. The perpetrator, uh, I think, took some credit cards and her cell phone, and she, she made the comment during the assault, I need that cell phone so that I can communicate with I'm a grandmother, with my grandkids. And, and she made the statement that the perpetrator was... Uh, really indifferent about it and said nothing. And so, again, this is another example of where there's conflicts in Democrat policy at, at the highest levels in Washington. We'll step aside take a break right here for Super Talk News, Fox News. When we return, our good friend, the Commissioner of Transportation for the Central District, Willie Simmons, will join us, the JT Show from the Neshoba County Fair. Your home for Ole Miss Sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. Fox 
News. I'm Chris Foster. Mask mandates for coronavirus protection are back for everyone working at the White House and in the House of Representatives. Failure to comply could result in fines. The directive comes as the CDC said fully vaccinated Americans should return to face coverings indoors in areas with high transmission of the Delta variant. Republican leader Kevin McCarthy claims the decision on masks was conjured up by liberal government officials who want to continue to live in a perpetual pandemic state. Fox's Rachel Sutherland. After withdrawing from Olympics team competition yesterday, star gymnast Simone Biles will not compete tomorrow either. USA Gymnastics wrote in a statement, after further medical evaluation, Simone Biles has withdrawn from the final individual all-around competition at the Tokyo Olympic Games in order to focus on her mental health. Simone Biles' spot will be filled by Jade Carey. Biles has not been ruled out for next week's individual competitions. Fox's Jared Max. America's listening to Fox News. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. At Elias Ag Risk Management and Southern Ag Services, we work for you. Our agents and consultants were born and raised in the same communities you work, and the agronomic and economic expertise we bring to the farm manages risk and maximizes production with the experiences many of you have shared with us over the last few decades of working together. We're committed to you, and we're thankful to be a part of your business. Let's prepare to pass it on. Elias Ag Risk Management and Southern Ag Services, the partnership that yields. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Shrimp. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Oysters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Your Fresh Seafood Headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive. 601-790-9407. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A canine officer in LaFleur County has died after being left in a patrol car. A report from the Greenwood Commonwealth states that Barron, a two- to three-year-old canine officer, died from heat exhaustion after being left in a patrol car for several hours last week. Just like a child, PETA warns that dogs should never be left inside of a vehicle unattended. In Mississippi, an extreme heat advisory is in effect with heat indices reaching 115 in certain areas. And the CDC has issued new mask guidance for those who are fully vaccinated. With the Delta variant causing surging case numbers across the country, the agency is now recommending that you wear a mask in indoor settings in areas of, quote, substantial or high transmission. This includes Mississippi in the latest data from the CDC. Additionally, the recommendations extend to universal masking in schools regardless of vaccination status. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Cutwater Spirits presents the Twilight Concert Series at Renaissance this Friday with the Revivalists. The Revivalists with Dumpster Funk plus Epic Funk Brass Band. Get tickets now at TwilightMS.com. TwilightMS.com. The Revivalists are coming this Friday. I wish I knew you when I was young. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Ardenland. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. 
Lee County authorities are investigating an ATV accident which claimed the life of a 17-year-old and injured a 15-year-old. Sheriff Jim Johnson said the four-wheeler left the road and struck a tree. Neither of the young men were wearing a helmet. And Cameron Glass, one of Mississippi's top male swimmers, recently competed in the Olympic trials. Although he didn't make it, he's not giving up. In an interview with Rebecca Turner on Supertalk Mississippi's Good Things, Glass shared an experience about his first time in the water as a child. And we were in 12 feet, and I was maybe five, six years old. I jumped in 12 feet, and my grandma, no one saw me for a long time, and they rushed over there, and they picked me up out of the water. But I was still excited to get back in the water. I was just underwater, and I was (laughs) basically... He signed a scholarship with Drury University in Missouri and will begin working toward the 2025 Olympics. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. The Great American Cleanup has begun. It's the state's largest effort to prevent litter and beautify communities. Keep Mississippi Beautiful is working to expand our wildflower plantings across our state and to make Mississippi more beautiful. We encourage you to volunteer with us this year. And remember, cover and tarp your load and keep litter in its proper place. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.com. The Mississippi State Medical Association presents the Healthcare Heroes Awards Gala. Celebrate the COVID-19 champions who have worked tirelessly over the past year to serve the people of Mississippi. With nominees that include small, nonprofit, and corporate businesses, education, community, and military leaders, as well as healthcare professionals. The Healthcare Heroes Awards Gala presented by the Mississippi State Medical Association on August 14th at 7.30 p.m. at the Jackson Convention Center. To get tickets or become a sponsor, go to msmaonline.com. With me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Okay, let's begin. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Everyone, hour two of the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard Gibbert, live from the Neshoba County Fair here on Founder Square. Rhino holding down the fort. Back in the studio, appreciate that. Uh, joining us now on the program is Commissioner Willie Simmons. He's the Transportation Commissioner for the Central District. Uh, good morning, uh, Commissioner. Thanks for coming on. Good morning, Gerard. Glad good, to be with you. Good to see you. Like your red MDOT shirt there. That looks good. And your hat. And my hat. I like that. We, we represented MDOT all the way today. Absolutely. All right, so what do you think about this thing, the Neshoba County Fair? I know you've been here a lot, huh? I have, and I love it. Uh, this is a great event, one that the Mississippi look forward to yeah. every year. Yeah. And as commissioner for this area, I'm happy to be here. You probably drove in and you saw the lottery money at work. <laughs> With the new pavement project, about a $3.3 million project, although we have a little cover of the red dirt yep. on top of it, but that's our asphalt. <laughs> uh, was that project, in fact, funded by lottery proceeds? Is that one of them? There's a long list of them. Funded by the lottery, and uh, we almost complete with it. Wow. And, but we went to shut down this week so that we wouldn't interfere with the traffic. Sure. Coming. 
Sure. Uh, and so just to remind folks, the first $80 million annually of proceeds from the Mississippi Lottery Corporation does go to the State Highway Fund, and that is, uh, of course, uh, under the control of the Mississippi Department of Transportation. That's then doled out to the districts, right? And the districts then apply those to the various projects. There's a long list of all the projects that's funded thus far. We, we the commissioners, have decided that we were going to put that money on our two-lane highway that had not been done. Okay. Uh, so this highway uh, that we're speaking of is part of that. We have done some work on Highway 19. Also, we just let two weeks ago, uh, if you drove up from Jackson and came up Highway 25, yeah. it's a rough ride, and we just let that project be paved. So it'll be good going to work on that one real soon. I'm glad to know that. I actually noticed that. There's a lot of buckling in the highway. And, uh, of course, uh, as you are well aware, we don't have the best soil to build high, highways on uh, around uh, the state, and and so it, it tends to be a little bit more expensive, does it not, sir? And than it is in some other states that maybe have a little little better uh, formation underneath. We have that yazoo clay and some other soils that, when it get a lot of water, uh, it creates problem for us. And that's one of the highways. Matter of fact, twenty five really need to be redone yeah. altogether. Yeah. which is a very expensive project. The paving of it is going to cost about $12 million. Gosh. So we let that and moving on. But we're seeing buckles in our highways now because of the heat. Uh, the weather, uh, we can't complain about our Heavenly Father's work, but with the climate being what it has been like over the past few years with rain and now the heat, uh, we're going to see other kind of problems. It's going to be very costly. Yeah, and all the rain we've had this summer, a bit unprecedented, a very wet June. And even in July, I don't know that I've seen these uh, big storms we're having almost daily uh, come through. Last night I was looking at that. Right in your district, Commissioner, just totally draped across I-20 exactly. in, in, all, in all areas and moving through. And so you get the rain, the heat. Uh, that causes problems for the roads, does it not? It, it created a problem. Uh, we, we had one up on Highway 49. Uh, north of Jackson uh, on yesterday. Yeah. Uh, a breakage in the highway because of the heat. So, and we've had mudslide. Yeah. Uh, just, and then flooding of the highways where we had water gotcha. to overcome it. Uh, cost a lot of money. Uh, but again, the lottery has been very helpful. We have received up to this point about $170 million for the past two fiscal years. Awesome. And we should get the $80 million, So we're going to continue to pay. Yeah, so it's uh, it, it's been a good deal, and and uh, that uh, a, a voluntary, if you will, sort of form of revenue production for the state, as opposed to having to raise taxes or fuel taxes to, uh, to do that. So it's it's a good chunk of money in that regard for the state. And and I've I've said it before on the air. You can uh, you can go I think to the DOT's website and get an idea of where all those projects have been funded uh, by the lottery. So we. Certainly appreciate that. Uh, but what, we, do, we do need more money, though. Yeah. Uh, the, lot, the lottery is okay. good for us, All right. uh, but we do need more money because building highways is very expensive. Uh, like here in this area, uh, we have several projects going on, uh, Highway 19. Uh, the first phase of it is going to complete the full lane. It's going to be about $35 million. Uh, in order to complete it all the way into Meridian, the whole uh, for landing of it, it's going to be another $50 million. So $35 wow. plus 50 that's $85 million. Uh, we need to spend about $20 million right here in the Philadelphia area getting a warehouse so we can get around. Uh, the good part about it is that we, the state, uh, is in pretty good shape financially. Yeah. Uh, we had over and above the estimate some $1.29 yeah. billion dollars. Uh, we have $1.8 billion that the legislature is going to have to address and 
figure out what to do with it from the recovery money. Yep. Counties have received uh, a bunch of money. It's counties and municipalities, about a billion dollars. Uh, our universities and colleges uh, have received over a billion dollars. So we got about $5 billion plus dollars in the system. So a lot of individuals will look at that and say, we're in good shape, and we are. However, I must tell you that the Department of Transportation has not received any additional money, uh, not even from the federal government, or over and above the $80 billion that we received. So we get our regular funding of one of $1.1 billion. We really do need to increase dollars coming in so that we can take care of those projects like on Highway 19 and throughout the state. Uh, if we're going to have a good infrastructure system and we're going to have a system that will help support the economy, and bring industry and businesses in like Amazon and Nissan and Continental Tire, we have to continue to build our infrastructure. Yeah. So uh, uh, explain for the benefit of our audience the, the, the funding, the revenue sources for the Department of Transportation. It, it is a separate fund. It is not the general fund. So it's primarily funded by uh, fuel taxes and federal government, right? We, we're funded what we call the special tax, and that is a fuel tax for the most part, although it's a diverse uh, combination of things, but the fuel tax is, is the big one. Uh, we collect 18 cents a gallon. A lot of folks think they're paying more for gas today, so we get more money. We get the same 18 cents. Uh, that generates a budget of about $1.1 billion, and 49% of that is funded by the federal government, and then the other 51% come from the state special tax. We need to increase the amount of money that we are generated so we can do new projects and maintain what we have. Uh, we can't do it on old money that we did back in 1987, so we got to have an increase. And, and I'm hoping that the legislative body will take a look at the state of Mississippi and how well we're doing right now. We've taken care of education, in a sense. We've taken care of health care. Uh, we have funded uh, uh, local government at the county and municipal level. Let's fund state contract, I mean the state highway department, so that we can take care of the bridges and all of the lane miles that we have and build additional capacity so that we can move freight and make Mississippi yeah. the best state that you can be. What what would you like to see happen uh, in the way of generating more revenue? Uh, I assume a fuel tax, then, since that's the, that's the main source. Uh, you support that? I'm like President Reagan. President Reagan in 1980. Uh, came to the state fair and spoke. Uh, but he also later on recognized after saying he was going to cut taxes, he mm -hmm. hid that. Mm -hmm. uh, we here in Mississippi, we have cut tax. We had eliminated the inventory tax. We eliminated the franchise tax with the leadership of Governor Tate Reed and Speaker Gunn. So that's been done. And the 3%. And the 3%. Yep. Okay. Uh, that's been done. Uh, and now the state is in great shape with the working capitalization being, working cash stabilization being full and in excess of a billion dollars over mm -hmm. revenue. However, that's junk fund money. It's not coming to us. Right. We need to do a use tax, but we can't just do a use tax, the fuel tax, because we're looking at electric cars coming on board and hybrid vehicles. That's going to decrease the number of individuals going to the pump. So we need a diverse kind of a approach. So I'm hoping the legislative body will take a look at it, work with we, the commissioners, uh, our new director, Brad White, which yep. we are very pleased to have sure. on board uh, with, the, with the leadership. But let's look at that and, and come up with some ways that we can fund it. In addition to that, uh, we got to figure out how to pay our employees. Uh, we have maintenance employees that's making $9.50 an hour. McDonald is recruiting individuals paying more than that. Hmm. Those individuals that were out here on our highways when we had 
uh, challenges with the weather when they have to work at nights and days. They're making nine dollars fifty cents an hour. I'm not sure we're going to be able to keep them in this kind of heat. Uh, they're going to go to work at McDonald's and other places. So we got to pay them uh, according to what other state agencies and or state government, county government, and the private sector spend. Right. So is there a, um, a figure in mind that you have, uh, Commissioner, as far as a, a, an increase in the fuel tax? I mean, it's, it's, a, a, it's an excise tax, so it's, a, it's an amount per gallon. Is I, don't, there, okay. I don't have a figure. That's something that we, the commissioners, and okay. our staff is looking at, but we haven't come with I a, a, a specific, exact uh, amount yet. Final question quickly before we go. Are the commissioners aligned on their support for some increase in revenue in the way of a fuel tax? Most definitely. The commissioners uh, understand that we need more money, and okay. we haven't gotten any since uh, 19, I mean, 1918. So they are advocating for new dollars. Got it. Pleasure to have you on. Always good to see you, sir, and uh, I'm sure we'll see you around the fair. Thank you. Commissioner Willie Simmons, he's the Transportation Commissioner in Mississippi of the Central District, has been our de- our guest. Coming up at 1137, we've got Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman, and we'll be back with a little bit more talk next. Stay with us. The JT Show continues from the Neshoba County Fair. No Drip Roofing and Construction. The name says it all. All types of roofing and construction. Your certified, certainteed shingle installer, family owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No Drip Roofing and Construction. 601-371-1051. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Hi, this is Anitra over at McBee's. I'm the kitchen manager there. Come enjoy our blue plates for under $10. Monday through Friday from 11 to 2. Monday we have meatloaf or chicken spaghetti. Tuesday we have beef tips or chicken breast. Wednesday we have fried pork chops or pot roast. Thursday we have spaghetti or chicken fried steak. Friday we have fried catfish or pulled pork or chicken with mushrooms for sauce. And every day, hamburger steak or chicken sweets. McBee's on Lake Harbor. You can dine in, take out, or have them cater. And the perfect spot for any size party, too. A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We're taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production, and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North, Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. 
Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Richard Cross, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it, let's hear it. Now, 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 back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. The tubes bumping us into this segment, as is a staple here on the JT Show on One Hit Wonder Wednesday. Appreciate everyone uh, joining us. You got Gerard at the Neshoba County Fair. The sun is getting a little higher in the sky. We're under the tent. Got a couple of fans going, but it's getting hot over here. And it's been raining every day, so there's uh, there's mud all over the place. But I don't know what's better, the mud or the dust. Take your pick, huh? Rhino back in the studio. Don't forget, coming up at 11.37, that would be after this segment, the lieutenant governor of the great state of Mississippi, Delbert Hoseman, will join us. He just completed his uh, speech in the pavilion. So a couple of questions on the ceasefire text line. This broadcast powered by ceasefire today. Uh, regarding this, uh, the employers possibly mandating uh, back, vaccination, whether or not, uh, the, uh, a main question is that, that comes to mind, which is a perfectly valid, legitimate question, is that legally sustainable given the fact that the vaccine is still being administered under an EUA, an emergency use authorization by the FDA, meaning it has not been fully approved by the FDA? I did a little research on that uh, during the break, and, uh, you know, as you would expect from lawyers, there are multiple opinions on that. doesn't seem to be any consensus, but one thing I, I think that uh, one aspect of this that does seem to be a consensus is that most employers, save maybe some health care institutions, private employers we're talking about here, will not... Uh, require likely not to impose vaccine mandates until it is fully approved by the FDA. There seems to be some hesitation in that. And then it's kind of a soft uh, sort of mandate is what some are saying, that employers uh, in, in their research, uh, talking about uh, folks from the legal community that are advising their clients, uh, they're saying that many of those employers are going to have those discussions with employees that uh, have a problem and, you know, work with them. And I, I hope they do. They should. I mean, you should take special cases uh, into consideration and, and work something out, in my view, and hopefully good employers will. Good employers that want good relationships with their, their employees and a good culture, I think they certainly will. When it comes to the federal government, you know, I don't know. It sounds like the federal government 
is willing to do that. Uh, the expectation is that the president is going to announce a, uh, a mandate for all federal employees. But they're also describing that as a soft mandate and that if you don't want the vaccination, that's fine. You just got to get tested a couple of times a week for COVID. And that seems to be kind of like a hassle in my view as well. But So we'll see where all that goes. Michael, the mailman, he says, I agree that an employer should have the ability to dictate the conditions for which the people that work for them are subject. I am I am curious about the uh, the fact that it has not been fully approved. And so hopefully we, we, we've passed on what we know at this point. I appreciate you texting in there and listening as always, Michael, but uh, appreciate that. And hopefully we... We address that. Um, will the Nuremberg Code come into play with government-mandated vaccinations or required vaccinations? You know, I don't know. I think that's another thorny. That's, by the way, from Ryan and Madison. I think that is another rather thorny uh, question and issue for which I'm just not sure. And uh, and we will see. Uh, also, we got a text on the ceasefire text line from Ben from Madison. He says lottery money has been great for Mississippi, raising revenue without raising taxes, and it's voluntary. Not you don't have to play the lottery if you if you don't want to contribute in in essentially to roads and bridges. Uh, so uh, also appreciate that Ben. He says really looking forward to interviews with Lieutenant Governor Hoseman and Sean Tindall. Thanks, Gerard. Ben from Madison. The hospital in Texas won a lawsuit with mandating their employees getting the vaccine. That is correct. That's from Lynn and Fulton. That that is one of the precedents that was uh, cited in in some of the uh, reports that I read from the legal community here. And again, I haven't really dug deeply into that. It was a it was a very high level overview. Suggest you do your own research. But best I can tell, there's no total consensus amongst lawyers. That is not surprising, having dealt with lots of them. It's a very complex matter. So, uh, Jerry in Waynesboro wants to uh, wanted to weigh in about lottery money. He says they they never get enough. Of the lottery was whipped cream on top, and now that ain't enough. This is out of control. Need to evaluate the department. You know, I I'll, I hear you, Jerry, but I will say that in in paying attention to MDOT to support, let's just say supporters and even um, commissioners of. Uh, an increase in the fuel tax, and I'm not suggesting I support that, but they all said that what's needed is about $300 million a year for uh, several years to to truly address our infrastructure issues. Um, and so the lottery is $80 million of that, if you will. I, again, I have not personally dug into their financial statements, their operations, to see how much could be saved. Inefficiencies. I will tell you this, my good friend Brad White, that's now in charge of that agency, I have full confidence in his ability to uh, to operate the agency as efficient as is, is possible, and I, I am confident he will dig into all those details and he will make the necessary changes. On the other hand, we had uh, a report. You heard the, the commissioner talking about it. Uh, he said, MD, this is Jim in the Delta, says MDOT employees are leaving in droves. Positions cannot be filled. Asked the commissioner to address this huge problem, and he, and he did. Appreciate that, Jim. He did. He basically made that point. He made that statement that they're having some issues with that. Every employer is. I'm not sure I know of a, an employer in this country that says, I got all the staff I need. I'm in good shape. I'm handled. I don't I don't need any more. And I think that's to a great extent so many had to had to pare down their staff during the pandemic. Now they're getting back to, to full 
uh, full speed operations and full scope operations, and they're they're trying to get folks to come back, and they often can't. They're kind of thumbing their nose up, says, "Well, I got this government money, I got these child tax credits, uh, I think I'm going to go do something different." The um, I think it was The Economist, a, a publication I read with regularity, had, had an article uh, a few days ago entitled The Great Resignation. And it was just talking about the number of people in this country that just ain't going back to their old job. They're resigning in droves, thinking they can do something better. I guess my question is, well, how are they living? And I, the answer is, well, the government. And, and so when you look at the Democrats' plan and these infrastructure bills, and this human infrastructure where it's, where if you think about all the aspects of an individual's life in this country that they want to essentially take care of with this helicopter money, it's, it's universal pre-K, and then it's, and then it's uh, a free community college, it's free health care, it's child tax credits, it's earned income tax credits, it's, it's uh, SNAP, food stamps, uh, housing assistance, it kind of makes you scratch your head. Well, then what is an individual responsible for? And what happened to the idea of individual responsibility? And, and are we creating this just society of dependence on government? Is very disturbing, very scary. Or is it going to produce just a lazy society? Seems like we're kind of having that to some extent right now, does it not? But it's... It's a, it's a concern. Three hundred million is that three hundred million traditional infrastructure, new expanded infrastructure. That, that, no, it's not three hundred million. By the way, that the Democrats at the federal level are pushing. Let me explain that again. Three hundred million was a figure that I have seen tossed around by folks that support a fuel tax, uh, such as the Mississippi Economic Council in Mississippi, and so they support this fuel tax because they believe that uh, that three hundred million annually is needed just in round figures to address the state's aging infrastructure. The $80 million produced by the lottery uh, it takes care of some of that, but as you heard the commissioner say, he supports a fuel tax to, to make up. He just says we need more money. Again, uh, I will be the first to admit I have not personally dug into that issue to see if there's any way to squeeze more out of the Department of Transportation uh, it should be noted that the fuel tax in Mississippi has not been increased since 1987, I believe, is the last time. It is one of the lowest in the country. Um, uh, you know, so what can we do about that? Generate more? It, really, two ways to address this, just like any other standard private business. You either got to create more revenue, you got to cut costs, or a combination of the two to uh, to achieve certain objectives and, and, and uh, produce certain outputs. Uh, what's the best approach? Probably a little bit of all uh, makes sense. That would be kind of a sensible compromise. How to achieve that? I'm not really sure. There are some who argue, just passing on the arguments. There are some who argue our roads and bridges are fine. We don't need to do anything else. There are some who say we got some of the worst in the country. My guess is probably somewhere in the middle, as is usually the case, lies the truth. Uh, I, I do think that the prospect of electric vehicles where they would not be pulling up to the pump to fill up and thus pay that that, uh, excise tax levy per gallon is a problem. That's going to happen. And we're going to have more electric vehicles on the roads, and they're not going to be used. So how do we address that to fund our roads and bridges? The vehicles still use the roads and bridges. So very complex matter. There will be more talking about that. we got to take a break right here. When we come back, we've got the lieutenant governor of the state of Mississippi, my good friend Delbert Hoseman. Stay with us. The JT Show will continue from the Neshoba County Fair.
From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly sunny, high near 95. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 76. Thursday, a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms, sunny skies, high near 96. And finally, Friday, 20% chance of showers, sunny skies, high near 96. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at nodripms.com. With all the disruption in all businesses lately, our clients at PeopleEase didn't miss a beat. Did you struggle to get the necessary records required for COVID relief programs such as PPP, ERTC, or FFCRA? Will you be ready next time? Our clients at PeopleEase are ready. Call PeopleEase today at 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit our website, PeopleEase.com. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And away go troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. The Mississippi Wildlife Extravaganza is back and better than ever. This Friday through Sunday at the Refuge Conference Center in Flowood. Featuring appearances from the Swamp People. David Ellis from Yacht Yacht. Son of the South, Josh Carney. The Big Buck Contest. Jason Reynolds, High Flying Retrievers. Casting for Kids with Brad Case. The Youth Archery Range. Seminars and demonstrations on game prep, fishing, and more. The Mississippi Wildlife Extravaganza is back. This weekend, indoors and outdoors at the Refuge Conference Center in At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right, because somebody out there needs your help. At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal. Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change a life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org. Make a donation and help change your life today. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A canine officer in LaFleur County has died after being left in a patrol car. A report from the Greenwood Commonwealth states that Barron, a two- to three-year-old canine officer, died from heat exhaustion after being left in a patrol car for several hours last week. Just like a child, PETA warns that dogs should never be left inside of a vehicle unattended. In Mississippi, an extreme heat advisory is in effect with heat indices reaching 115 in certain areas. And the CDC has issued new mask guidance for those who are fully vaccinated. With the Delta variant causing surging case numbers across the country, the agency is now recommending that you wear a mask in indoor settings in areas of, quote, substantial or high transmission. This includes Mississippi in the latest data from the CDC. Additionally, the recommendations extend to universal masking in schools regardless of vaccination status. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. 
Bad internet is bad for business. We've all been there. Lagging video chats, what I said. slow downloads. Oh, come on. It's just not a good look. Instead, call Seaspire Business. Our local experts deliver gigabit speeds backed by thousands of miles of fiber for the fastest, most reliable internet around. Period. No excuses, no apologies. Just fiber fast internet that works. Seaspire Business. See how our fiber solutions can help power your success at ceasefirebusiness.com. I just love sports, and I especially love my sport, Brian. Brian is my superhero on the weekends because he is a barbecue grill master. That boy knows how to heat up some charcoal. Woo! We just love it when we smell that delicious Polk smoked sausage on the grill. Whether it's Polk's original smoked with a hint of sage, Polk's Cajun with a kick of Cajun seasoning, or Polk's garlic and green onion with, well, garlic and green onions. Tell your sport you want Polk's on his grill. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Mississippi news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. At supertalk.fm, you get news from all over the state, from stories to keep you safe, to legislation that could affect your bank account, to weather reports to help you better plan your weekend. Plus, find in-depth interviews with the newsmakers in the Supertalk podcast archives. And everything Mississippi sports, your Mississippi news, all the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm.fm. Properly set all controls before recording. All systems go. Now, 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 back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi. Everyone, the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard Gibbert at the Neshoba County Fair, Rhino back in the studio, joining us now, the Lieutenant Governor of the great state of Mississippi, uh, Delbert Hoseman. Good morning, Delbert. Good Thanks morning, so much for coming Gerard. on. Thank Appreciate you. It. Yes, sir. Uh, didn't get a chance to, to see you speak. I saw you speak, didn't get, <laughs> didn't get a chance to hear it because we were doing the show, but what's uh, what's your message today? Oh, it's a lot. We, uh, uh, of course, everybody's excited to be back out again a little, for a little bit depending on what happens with covid and it's it's taking a real toll on our hospitals right now yeah many of them don't have any ic beds left so uh people want to get back out and, and this and this scourge of covid is coming back unfortunately so everybody needs to protect themselves but we talked about uh, last year what we did you know which you know included uh teacher pay raises and uh we increased covid last year we increased uh, covid beds and icu beds for for the state and we 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 gave a lot of um we gave a lot of money to roads and bridges and you i know our uh, simmons was in here just a minute ago talking about roads and bridges and 
most of the roads and bridges that are problematic, according to MDOT anyway, are county roads and bridges. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of those that are, have had trouble. I think we only have one state bridge that actually has trouble. Yeah. So we talked about that a little bit, and we talked about um, the fact that we gave iPads and Chromebooks to every child. That'd be something up your alley. Then we expanded broadband by almost 50,000 homes in Mississippi last year by, by basically a 50-50 match with co-ops. So, I mean, that uh, that's really, really been helpful, and we'll continue to do that. Then we talked about uh, getting people back to work, uh, our training for community colleges and high schools. And we want to do this dual credit where kids learn about you. saw that. Yep. about things first. We did a, um, an extra million dollars for, uh, and C Spire gave us an extra million dollars yep. to train kids on computers, you know, which is a very high-paying job coming out. And we're, we're pushing that knowledge down at the high school level, and we're retraining our people who may have gotten laid off during the pandemic and putting them back, in, putting them back to work. There's a lot of that going on. We've got a business growth. You'd like this part. You know, we're aiming at... Um, companies that have more than 10 employees and invest more than two and a half million dollars we want to give them a tax credit just like we give uh, toyota or anybody else and i think small to medium businesses are where mississippi needs to grow uh you grew one you started one with nothing just you and a couple guys you know. and now look you, you know you did that so yeah we're looking we're looking again at health care and how we deliver health care in mississippi and and education like i like i said i, I expect we're going to increase um Early childhood education, I think that's important. We want our kids to get through the third grade reading gate. You know, that's important for, for them educationally and, and, you know, to their sense of being. You know, we want, we want everybody to be able to read when they come out of the third grade. Yeah. I think we start earlier. We doubled early childhood education last year. I think we're going to double it again if they if they listen to me anyway. So, we you know, we have we have a lot of things on it. We're doing the medical Medicaid uh Medical marijuana bill. Um, we had three hearings on that, and uh, Senator Black was down Monday drafting the bill. And so He's working with Representative Yancey, I believe, right? Yancey from Rank County, sure enough. And uh, appreciate both of them's hard work. And then uh, coming out of Senator Hob Bryant's Public Health Committee. Yep. I've been doing some hearings with Senator Hans. We had three hearings. They were very informative, Gerard. I learned some stuff I didn't want to know, like what's going on in Oklahoma. Yeah. And then some stuff we did want to know, like how they structured uh, Michigan and Utah. Uh, Alabama was a relatively new new one, you know, that just came out. Yeah. And uh, they haven't really got into the performance. But we learned a lot about how much gummies and how much this and that and the <laughs> other. And, uh, I actually, I think Senator Blackwell will expand some of the 65 Uses. Really? Yeah, I think some some of the ones weren't covered in 65 that we thought were medical, and he thinks they were medical. I, I've encouraged him to do that, and I think he will do that. So you might see a little bit of an expansion in ones that would be covered that uh, may have mess, missed the uh, boat when 65 came. Is the hope, uh, Governor, that Representative Yancey and Senator Blackwell will be able to, to craft something that is agreeable to both chambers and that the governor would sign off on and that might lead to a special session. Yeah, I think the way we're working, and, and you're right, the third hearing was the last one, and so Yancey was there with uh, Blackwell, and they've been working together this week, and then we have a 
a series of drafting meetings starting uh, next Tuesday. Okay. So there'll be all of that goes on, and then of course the speaker and uh, Jason White and Trey Lamar. Yep. yep. From the house side, in in, uh, in addition to other Sam and stuff, some of that for them. But I think we'll all be getting in a room and and going down the list of what needs to be done. We got to be careful, Gerard. There are expenses involved in this. Not, I mean, first of all, got to issue these licenses or cards or whatever. Then we got to license the growers. Uh, then there are mental health things that come in. I'm in federal court now. The state is in federal court. I was in trial Monday a week ago where they're ordering uh, us to do, the state of Mississippi to do more for mental health. And uh, nobody that I know of thinks that it will decrease because of marijuana. So there may be other issues. Particularly worried recently, Zora, uh, and I think you'll see this coming next year, uh, in our students in our schools because they were out for a year, they didn't mature in the name, same way. You know, your 13, 14-year-olds weren't around each other. and I think that's been established. I think so, too. And I, um, I have some concerns. Senator Boyd and I were talking about that today, actually, and yesterday and today, about beefing up our, our uh, mental health assistance sure. in schools. I think that's important. So there's, there's, a lot on, there's a lot on our plate right now. I know that uh, in the last session, of course, uh, the Speaker was uh, really behind in promoting his tax reform legislation, passed right. the House. Right. It really didn't get any traction in the Senate. Um, I had Senator Harkins on. I think the, the message from the Senate was you guys were going to dig into it, really analyze it carefully, and and uh, didn't, say, didn't say yes, didn't say no, but, of course, it didn't pass during the session. Uh, have there been some meetings? Has there been some uh, we have, investigation into that? We, we have. In uh, the first set of meetings Senator Harkins will be conducting will be in about three weeks, I think. Okay. About third week in August. And uh, um, he and I were talking about his plan. I'm going to let him reveal his plan on how he's going to go through that with the members of the House will be there, too. Okay. Trey Lamar from the other side. And uh, they'll, they'll hold these hearings. And, of course, I thought they, they're right. They're starting with what is our taxes now yeah how many breaks are there how many differences are there how much how much revenue we get from each one just to, to get the base knowledge for the members of the senate and the house then the next one of course will be because um you know most all of us are want to reduce taxes sure so the next one will be then okay how do we reduce taxes how much and what what makes common sense what do the numbers say how does it affect the economy? If we reduce this, do I get more jobs? You know, what happens? And so there, the second, third sets of hearings will probably go into, you know, the ramifications and the, and the actual, actual demarcation of what parts would get cut. But I, I, I of course, am in favor of tax cut, and I, I think the majority of the Senate and the House are. It, do you feel like that something uh, in the way of a tax cut would only be palatable to you in the Senate if it didn't also include increases in consumption taxes, sales taxes? Is that, is that an objection? I, it was bothersome to me. Okay. Um, I mean, I've, I've been clear with everybody about that. Um, we have a lot of people, uh, our average wages are forty dollars to $45,000 a year. And you start raising uh, their consumption tax about 2%. That doesn't sound like much, $800 to somebody or whatever it is a year. But it is it is something. And we, uh, certainly everything's on the table. I'm sure that's, that's the case. But but I'm, I, I want to be careful about working people 
making sure they keep as much money as they can. Yeah. And um, the consumption tax certainly is one that's been discussed. I'm, I'm leery of that because I don't want to have my working people bear the burnt burden of the uh, of the state any more than they already do. Yeah, and of course that's when you got to get into the give and take of how much would they save on income taxes versus, right. versus how much they that's would pay. And then of course the the group of retired people because Mississippi retirement income is not, not taxed. taxable at all, and so that they would likely uh, realize some sort of slight gain on those items they buy that are subject to the higher sales tax, and that probably bears some modeling, but. Uh, I, I'll just say I'd like to see something happen in the way of, of meaningful tax reform that reduces the overall tax pay, uh, payer burden, uh, and hopefully you guys can get together and work something out. I, I'm, I'm relatively confident we're going to have a tax cut. Okay, in, in the, good. In the discussions, as I say, I'm for it, and I, I just need to get yeah. 27 votes and we get it. I got you. But uh, I think most of all of our senators are too. And it's a good year for this because we have. It is. And we've had a billion dollars come from somewhere. I know. Uh, Unbelievable. Yeah, we're really, really. That was unexpected. Very. It's a good deal, it's though. It's over the revenue projections. We, I meet uh, yep. this September about the revenue projections for next year, and I'm Unbelievable. trying to figure out, are we going to have this again or what? Yeah. we got to go, but I'm worried about COVID getting in the way and starting to shut stuff down it, again. It, it, it definitely can. Y'all protect yourselves every way possible. Got it. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman has been our guest. We'll be right back. Final segment of this hour, the JT Show. You're looking for somebody to fix your roof, right? Watkins Construction and Roofing. I know by personal experience and customer feedback, they are number one. New roof, roof repair, metal roofing, skylights, roof windows. My friends at Watkins Construction and Roofing will settle for nothing less than the most professional job in the industry. Again, it's that attention to detail that powers Watkins' continued growth. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team at 601-966-8233 or go to nomoreroofleak.com. Employers, are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley's specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Dream Home AC Systems. (laughs) Are you feeling it? (sighs) Dream. The new degree of comfort. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. The House Agricultural Committee on Tuesday advanced a bill to provide as much as $8.5 billion in supplemental disaster aid for farmers and ranchers who faced disaster in both 2020 and 2021. The bill, passed unanimously by voice vote, will expand coverage of losses under the USDA's wildfire 
Hurricane Indemnity Program Plus, or WHIP Plus, and cover losses including those from wildfires last year in California as well as a direco that hit Midwestern producers last summer. The aid will also cover producer losses this year from the polar vortex as well as farmers whose crops are in the D2 severe drought conditions for at least eight consecutive weeks. The aid will also be provided for dairy and sugar cooperatives and the California grape growers. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. What does Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation stand for? Everything we do is built around attaining a better life for Mississippi farmers and ranchers and all Farm Bureau members. Things like rural broadband and private property rights, funding for roads and bridges, and our Child Saver Program. We think these are outstanding causes, and hopefully you do too. Because when Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. Protect your post-harvest grains and your bottom line from profit-robbing insects. For pennies per bushel, a tank mix of Diacon IGR Plus and PBO8 Synergist gives you the long-term control of an insect growth regulator and the knockdown power of a broad-spectrum insecticide with enhanced efficiency. Help protect your grain with Diacon IGR Plus and PBO8 Synergist from Central Life Sciences. For more information, contact your local dealer or visit bugfreegrains.com. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Come on. Come on. You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back on Super Talk Mississippi. Now, here's more. JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard Gibbert over at the Neshoba County Fair, Rhino back in the studio, keeping everything buzzing. So on the C Spire text line from the 662, can you ask if the rumors are true about allowing retirees of law enforcement and fire department being able to opt into Medicare at retirement instead of 65? Of course, that would be something from the... uh, the federal government, because it operates the Medicare program, we, uh, we've got Commissioner Tyndall on later on the program. We'll ask him that question. But I can tell you that as, as part of the Democrats' so-called infrastructure plan, the $3.5 trillion infrastructure plan um, that includes so-called human infrastructure, uh, there is included in that provisions to expand Medicare, and one of the things they want to do is reduce the age of Medicare from 65 to 60, uh, and then they also want to uh, pr- uh, cover dental, vision, hearing costs, uh, etc. This this is not presently covered under the various Medicare uh, programs, the Part A, B, C, D, etc. So that's all part of it. It is a, a expected to cost $370 billion. Again, just money coming out of thin air there. That's $370 billion. That Just that part of the program uh, over uh, 10 years. That's always the way the CBO 
um, scores those things. So we will see. I'm not sure exa- exactly how much the uh, the reduction of the age would cost, but a, a ton. The as you can imagine, private insurers are, are fighting this. Medicare's underwater big time. It's scheduled to run out of money in about four years, maybe even less than that. A lot of people don't realize that Medicare is actually it's funded by the contributions of present day workers that pay into the program. It's a pay as you go program, just like Social Security. It's underwater, upside down. The amount contributed and collected from present employees does not cover the cost of Medicare, and therefore the taxpayers, your your tax uh, that you send to the federal government, that actually covers the holes in Medicare. So uh, because enough is not generated from the standard program. It's a big problem that, of course, uh, the Congress continues to just punt on and push down the road, and it just doesn't seem like we get any progress on that. And here's uh, someone from... On the ceasefire text line says, I'm 63. I'm all for that, reducing the Medicare age to 60. I'm 63 as well. I do not support it because I think it just places more of a financial burden uh, on um, our, our children and future generations, and uh, we just don't have a way to pay for it. So uh, also, let's see, uh, Thomas wants to know why I didn't ask him, uh, the lieutenant governor, about my idea of how to use these COVID relief funds, the $1.8 billion we got coming down. That idea is, if you tuned in yesterday, or I think I've mentioned it a couple other times on other days of the program, is to carve out a big chunk of that and just uh, send it out to the taxpayers, rebate it to the taxpayers on a pro rata basis. Uh, using their average of their last three years income tax paid uh, to uh, determine their cut of whatever amount is going to be paid off. That means, of course, people that paid more taxes in would get more money back. People that paid less taxes in would get less back. I, I consider that the conservative thing to do in a progressive tax uh, income tax structure. I suspect that there are a lot of conservatives out there that would argue and do not uh, care for that particular program. I just think it's a way to put money back in the pockets. I, I think it's terrible to start with. we got the federal government just just sending all this money our way. It's absolutely just helicopter money that's causing problems in everything you buy, folks. It's causing you to wait in line. It's causing employers not to be able to uh, get the staff they need to operate their businesses. Uh, it, it's uh, causing more than what I believe to be transitory inflation. Also, we, we talked earlier about all these, these very wise manufacturers of consumer products that are now in an effort to kind of avoid the shock of price increases. They're including uh, less quantity uh, in their products. Cheerios, I read a story on that. There's one less serving now in every box of Cheerios. You might find that the price hasn't changed. If so, it's, it's minimal. But now you got less M and M's. They're putting in the in the bags you buy that have the little bite size uh, snack treats in them, just to kind of the fit in the palm of your hand. Individual packets. They're now including fewer packets in those. So you'd have to check the net weight. <laughs> Most people don't do that uh, on the packaging of those products to understand that. But that's how they're essentially addressing this inflationary problem. So. Uh, it's uh, it's it's kind of a little smoke and mirrors shell game that they're that they're being uh, that they're playing. Thompson Greenwood says, you know, the lieutenant governor probably won't go for it. I, I don't know if he will or not. I, I by the way, I'm going to discuss this idea with him privately, and it's just an idea. It's just a proposal. That's all it is. It's, you know, that's 
Uh, I think I know Delbert well enough to know that he's he's willing to entertain any ideas. He may disagree, may shoot it down. It's just an idea, and uh, that I'm going to discuss. I've already discussed it with a number of folks in the legislature. We'll see where that goes. It's time for a break here. Top of the hour means Super Talk News and Fox News. When we come back. We've got uh, Commissioner Sean Tindall is going to join us here on the JT Show. We're from the Neshoba County Fair. Stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. I'm Chris Foster. People working in the House of Representatives, the White House, and now the Department of Homeland Security are again required to wear masks for coronavirus protection indoors, regardless of vaccination status. President Biden could require vaccines or regular testing for all federal employees. President Biden referred to the possible directive during a visit to the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. It's under consideration right now, but if you're not vaccinated, you're not nearly as smart as I thought you were. The Justice Department's Office of Legal Counsel issued an opinion stating private businesses and public entities are free to impose vaccine requirements. Fox's Rachel Sutherland. The actor Bob Odenkirk's hospitalized after collapsing on the set of his show Better Call Saul in New Mexico. The crew called an ambulance and so far it's not clear what caused the collapse or how long he might be hospitalized. He's been filming the sixth and final season of the Breaking Bad spinoff which is set to air on AMC next year. Fox's Tanya J. Powers. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. It's a madness sale. We're back on the lot. The deals are astounding. Really? Stop the noise. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. It's what they're all about. Come see Steve Owen and the friendly staff and find a quality pre-owned vehicle with financing available and a warranty. Pinnacle Motors on the corner of Highway 471 and Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. Ridgeland Medical Clinic is a proud sponsor of the Gallo Radio Show. Conveniently located in Ridgeland off Highway 51 North in the Oak Place Shopping Center. Call them to see Jody Adams today. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Availability of ICU beds in hospitals is on the decline as the number of COVID cases continue to rise. State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs shares what Mississippi hospitals are dealing with. I was talking to a hospital. They said, we were so busy, we had to put two patients in a closet to make space for them because they're so overburdened. A lot of the big hospitals are using their ERs as overflow ICUs. I'm not kidding about this. This is going to be a tough road. And the Former Oxford police officer charged with the murder of a mother of four will plead guilty Friday. Lafayette County Clerk Jeff Busby confirmed a report that Matthew Kinney intends to plead guilty to the 2019 murder of 32-year-old Dominique Clayton. The agreement carries a life sentence without the possibility of parole. Clayton was killed in her sleep inside of her Oxford home on May 19th of 2019 and was found by one of her four children. Kinney and Clayton were romantically involved at the time of the murder. I'm Andy Davis. Hey, y'all. Let's take some pride and get it together for Mississippi. Many of our highways and roads are just covered in litter. 
put trash in its proper place. And if you drive a truck, remember, trash blows. Be sure to secure your load. Please do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. That's keepmsbeautiful.org. Remember, always protect the road, secure your load. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. Two teenagers are in custody following a triple homicide last weekend in Tupelo. Javion Clifton and Shamar Carroll each face three counts of capital murder. A third teen, Taquan Garth, is being sought and faces the same charges. The Saturday night shooting claimed the lives of Jessica Panel, Norris Coleman, and Robin Wilson. And a trial is underway in Octibaha County nearly three years after a woman was murdered at a Walmart in Starkville. William Thomas Chisholm is accused of shooting and killing Dr. Shauna Witt in 2018 at her optometry clinic inside of the Walmart. And national championship winning head coach Chris Limonis has earned a new contract at Mississippi State. Limonis's new deal will pay him a base salary of $1.25 million in 2022 and includes a $25,000 increase each year after that. The fastest coach in program history to reach the 100 win mark, Limonis has led the Bulldogs to Omaha in consecutive seasons, capped off of course by the program's first national championship last month. I'm Andy Davis. Pine Grove Behavioral Health understands that lasting recovery and healing begins at the roots of who we are. Transformation is deeply woven into the core of each individual through broad-reaching treatment options. As a result, we have gained a reputation as one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses, drawing an expertise and multiple whole-life treatment programs to effectively address the real complexities of life and addiction. Call 1-888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com for more information. One place, Many solutions. Cutwater Spirits presents the Twilight Concert Series at Renaissance this Friday with the Revivalists. The Revivalists with Dumpster Funk plus Epic Funk Brass Band. Get tickets now at TwilightMS.com. TwilightMS.com. The Revivalists are coming this Friday. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Let's do this. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert. Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard Gibbert. At the Neshoba County Fair, coming at you live, looking at the pavilion. And joining us now, our good friend, the Commissioner of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety, Sean Tindall. That clapping you hear in the background is Secretary of State Michael Watson, hamming it up over there. (laughs) When you got paws that big, it makes a sound that resonates throughout the whole fair. (laughs) 
Appreciate that, uh, there, Mr. Secretary. <laughs> you got a fan, Commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean you get out of a ticket, by the way, Mr. Secretary. <laughs> He's getting an extra detail. Now. There you go. All right. What do you think about this deal, Commissioner? It's, it's uh, unbelievable, isn't it? It, it really is. You know, uh, being a uh, somebody from the coast and, and growing up with the things that we do down there, when, when, when you come here for the first time, it's like you're stepping back in time. <laughs> it, the uh, I've noted that the cabins have gotten more sophisticated through the years, though. They're a little different than they were. But uh, a Mississippi tradition for a very long time, the giant house party, they call it. And we, we were privy to see many speeches today from our elected leaders. Uh, lots of interesting messaging coming on. I saw a detail of uh, our fabulous uh, men of the and women of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. Uh, always uh, kind of makes me poke my chest out a little bit, a sense of pride. They're, they're just such a fantastic unit, and I know you're proud of them. They're the best of the best. They are 100%, and, and, and really, you know, I, I tell them all the time it's an honor to, to be the commissioner and be working with them um, on protecting Mississippi. And, and, you know, really the what they go through to become a trooper and then what they do when they get done uh, deserves a lot of praise. And, and, and that's one thing that's great about this state. I mean, you got things like Neshoba County Fair that make it great. Um, but but to be in a, a state that appreciates its law enforcement and is a law enforcement-minded state uh, makes it a great place to work and live, and, and, and I'm certainly proud to be a part of their team. How are we doing as far as recruiting? We just recently had some classes that graduated, right? We did. We uh, Class 65 just graduated about a month ago, and then we uh, put 45 new uh, troopers out on the road. We're looking at doing a, another class next year and, and really trying to work with the legislature so that we can start doing an annual class so that we can maintain our numbers. Uh, we're allotted to have 650 highway patrolmen. Uh, I would like us to get that number back up over 600 for the first time in almost 20 years. Yeah. And uh, so I think that's going to be a big push as well as MBN. Uh, in 2006, 2007, we had about 170 MBN agents. Wow. Now we've got uh, just under 90. Um, and so, you know, re- some areas talk about defunding uh, the police, and, and we're talking about re- refunding law enforcement here in Mississippi, right. getting back up to those levels. Well, and, and we've had uh, several of our audience that, that uh, have texted in calling for higher pay uh, for uh, the members of our highway patrol and just law enforcement in general. Uh, your thoughts about that? Are you in discussions with our legislatures? Is there a possibility on that? I have. And, and you know, normally uh, the Department of Public Safety will have a legislative agenda. Um, really, the, the only thing on my agenda this year is getting a pay raise for our troopers, okay. and our MBN agents, and the rest of the law enforcement we have. Um, right now, they're just under uh, 40000 um, and we're going to push to get that starting salary up to 50000 And And, you know, when you look at other police departments in other states, I think uh, in Texas, they start them off at about seventy or 80000 Wow. Um, I got a post the other day from Alaska. Of course, it's Alaska, but sure. they're starting off around 90000 Good grief. Um, and so, you know, really, we need, we need to step up for our law enforcement here in Mississippi. Uh, I think it's in South Haven. The starting salary for deputies up there is 50000 Okay. Um, so so we need to be competing with our, our, our local law enforcement, too. And, and so to get that salary up would mean a lot to these folks and, and keep them. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
we have a lot of them that are retiring, a lot of them that are that are just leaving, going into other professions. Yeah. Um, and in order to keep them, we need to get those salaries up for those veterans as well. Absolutely. So the, uh, you're aware there are stories from across the country. Crime is out of control, uh, is, especially in these cities that have uh, taken the approach of so-called defunding the police and to a great extent almost just denouncing the police, which is, is just incredible. Do you feel any of that here in Mississippi? Does that does that ever come up? And if so, how do you handle it? Well, I don't think there's ever been a conscience effort, um, at least in most cities in Mississippi or, or even on the state level, to, to cut back on our law enforcement presence. I think there was a few things that happened. Primarily the, the recession that occurred in 0708 caused yeah. cutbacks in all state government. Um, so when there were vacancies, a lot of those positions just did not get filled in order to meet budget requirements. Yeah. Um, and they've just never been filled back. So, And that's why in it was 0708 that you saw the highest highway patrol uh, membership that we had you saw the most MDN agents, and then it tapered off, and it's time to, to build that back up. So there's, I don't see that conscience effort to, to defund the police, um, but I think there has been a cutback in our enforcement, um, and it is time to rebuild that. And I think a direct correlation uh, when, when you hear about the drug epidemic, the, the opioid, opioid crisis. And fentanyl, the, the, too, yes, now. Fentanyl. So, yeah. um, that, that's where MBN and law enforcement steps up. And there, and there is a great study. There's several of them out there that show when you enforce traffic laws, yeah. stop signs and speeding laws, that it cuts down on violent crimes because the citizens hmm. know that laws are being enforced. Got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's a deterrent. That's right. And no question about it. But you got to have feet on the street to, to do that. And I mean, some of the stuff uh, that we're seeing across the country, uh, I haven't seen in Mississippi, but it's it's just very disturbing where folks are just walking in stores and helping themselves and walking out. Police are waving at them. Can't do anything about it because of local uh, restrictions on law enforcement efforts. Uh, I, I do have a concern that the that the federal government seems to be kind of getting more involved in that sort of stuff and how that might interfere with the way we run things at the state and local level. Uh, and, and certainly you guys are thinking about that and, and have some concerns as well. And and if it comes down to it, I can just see it ended up in court you know, to fight the federal government to deal with this matter. Well, and any time you look at federal overreach, it's generally not been a good thing. Yeah. And, and so, um, you know, and especially in a state like Mississippi where, and I go back to a year ago when we had a lot of protests, yeah. even in Mississippi regarding law enforcement. And the men and women of the Mississippi Highway Patrol and the Bureau of Narcotics and our local sheriffs and police chiefs did an excellent job. And you didn't really hear of any problems uh, in Mississippi because the law enforcement officers there that were monitoring those events not only not only protected the communities, but also protected the First yeah. Amendment rights of the protesters. <laughs> protesting them. Protesting them. <laughs> And, and they did such it an excellent job. Down. It's upside down, and it's. Uh, but you know, I saw yesterday, uh, digressing a bit, the the mayor of uh, Seattle, uh, Jenny Durkin, is her name. That remember last year, Summer of Love, and all that stuff. She's now calling out. She's saying this: we can't continue like this. The crime is is raging in the in the city of Seattle. Uh, it ain't the summer of love. And now she's calling for more funding, uh, more resources to combat that. Maybe they're waking up a little bit. Well, they need to. And, and then it goes back. If you allow even even on misdemeanors and, and stop signs and speeding tickets and those things, if you allow a culture of lawlessness to 
to continue, even on the minor crimes, you're going to have bigger crimes. Great and, point. And, and those criminals are going to go on to do a life of crime. And, and so, you know, it, it's a failed policy. It's a failed idea. And, and any time the, the Democrats start backtracking on something like that, I think we know that, that, that maybe it's a uh, that the policy is flawed and we need to reconsider. Well, I think the, the public opinion is, is driving them. And they say, oh, this isn't very popular, even with our base and our constituents. You know, maybe we need to rethink this. But uh, so with respect to uh, our motorists on the highways, I always enjoy uh, talking to Major Polis and, uh, and occasionally Colonel Ginn on this, uh, who are clearly, as, as are all of your officers, dedicated to keeping our roadways safe. How are we doing? How do we do on July 4th? Uh, we got the next big traveling weekend, Labor Day coming up. How are we doing? You know, 4th of July w- w- was a pretty mild, with all things considered, on, on traffic fatalities. I don't have the exact numbers, but I, but I know it, compared to years past, it, it wasn't, um, we didn't see as much as we have seen. Um, and, of course, we've, we've made a big push in the city of Jackson. Uh, Highway Patrol has been on, on active patrols and, and a saturation detail there, and that's uh, really, really done some good things. I, I don't know if you saw. Yeah. We, 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 oh, yeah. A guy was one of the first people we stopped. It was a young man. He was 19 years old. He was he, he, he police went to pull him over and he took off doing over 100 miles an hour. And, and finally he stopped. And the and the trooper got out and talked to him and said, "Hey, why why did you take off?" And he said, "Well, no one's ever chased me." Oh my gosh. Um, so well, I, I want to tell you. Uh, just sorry to interrupt. I've noticed traveling that that I-55 from where I live up in Ridgeland to the downtown or even to where the split is there at 20. I've seen more in the last couple of weeks, uh, officers, cruisers pulling over uh, traffic violators, I think, that I have in the last 10 years, just in the last two weeks. So something's happening, and hopefully it's getting people to slow down, act right, and is serving as a deterrent to even worse crimes. Well, absolutely. And, and, I, and I do want to applaud the troopers, and this is what I was about to say. Yeah. The one that pulled him over is a 19-year-old. He, he had never had a driver's license. He was still using a, a minor ID. Um, and so they've actually reached back out to him, trying to help him get a driver's license. Unbelievable! You know, community. Well, that's the, that's what you're that's what you're there for. That's I it. think, and people miss that part of it. It's unfortunate. They all only paint the you know the with a broad brush the entire law enforcement community with one or two bad apples. It, it sometimes just one or two bad incidents. So, yeah. Commissioner, always a pleasure having you on. Really appreciate it, sir. Great to be here. Appreciate the opportunities. Thank you. We'll be right back with more on the JT Show. Stay with us. Don't bring everybody down. Like this. Don't worry. It will soon pass, whatever it is. Don't worry. Be happy. I'm not worried. I'm happy. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly sunny, high near 95. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 76. Thursday, a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms, sunny skies, high near 96. And finally, Friday, 20% chance of showers, sunny skies, high near 96. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. 
The economy has put a lot of our plans for 2021 behind schedule. Back orders on building materials and appliances to finish the new home or remodel. And what about home security safes? You were planning to buy a Browning gun safe this year, but now shortages on all things gun-related have you saying, how do I get one? Well, Security Joe Discount Gun Safe says, I can get you a safe. He has teamed up with the Browning Safe Company to release an emergency shipment of specially priced safes, arriving just in time for the July rush. Browning has limited... Limited quantities available, but Discount Gun Safe has 12, 24, up to 65 gun capacity safes in stock and ready for in-home delivery. With prices starting at just $6.99, we can all afford to protect our firearms and family valuables again. Visit the showroom of Discount Gun Safe at 2636 Old Brandon Road in Pearl to see the largest selection of gun safes in Mississippi. Or call 601-939-8233. That's 601-939-8233. DNS Diamonds is a quaint little jewelry store located on Market Street in Flowood. Our specialty is offering great values on jewelry you typically won't see in other stores. From antique and estate to our own custom designs, from decadent to affordable, you never know what you'll find on your next visit to DNS. And if you have unwanted, broken, or out of style jewelry, we can purchase it, consign it, or help you repurpose it. DNS Diamonds, where the end stands for Newton. 144 Market Street between Mia Bellas and the Great American Cookies. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. From luxury hotels to homeowners, Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will exceed your expectations. Your beautiful new bath and shower are made with the same high-quality materials used in luxury hotels and installed in as little as one day. Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will provide the bath or shower custom designed you've always wanted with no heavy demo or weeks without your bath area. Visit bathfitter.com where you can design your own bath area and book your free in-home or virtual consultation. Bathfitter.com here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. It's so awesome! You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Come on, let's get on with the show! Yay. On Super Talk Mississippi. There she stood in the street, smiling from my head to her feet. I said, what is this now, baby? Baby, she's in need of a kid. I tell her, hey. Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard Gibbert at the Neshoba County Fair. Speechers are over here in the Founder Square. is clearing out a bit. Rhino back in the studio. Uh, I'm looking at uh, a Mississippi State exhibit set up. Looks like it might be the National Championship trophy, a big banner behind it. Uh, it says National Champions with the MS uh, logo on top of it. That's a pretty big deal, as they say. It certainly is. So the other big news, I guess you could call it news, is yesterday... The uh, up there 
in Washington, a number of Capitol Police and members of the Washington, D.C. Police Department testified about the events which transpired on January the 6th. And there was some rather emotional testimony. The question is whether or not it was uh, it was true, whether or not it was sincere. Uh, Adam Schiff, who I just have a hard time, he's the representative from California that always kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies. It's, it's a little difficult to tell whether or not he was sincere in his sort of breaking up and got a little teary-eyed, emotional, cracking voice and so forth uh, during the... Uh, during the hearing, during the proceedings, and he said something to the effect, uh, to the effect of what I've been saying on the program about you know how people in this country just seem to be at each other's throats, and and there's a lot of division and a lot of disdain for one another. But I got to tell you, there, Congressman, I think you're a part of that problem. The the way you have sanctimoniously uh, addressed people with whom you disagree on policy matters and positions, and, and people don't take too kindly to that. So you're part of the problem, sir, uh, just as is our president, who promised, we were promised, he's the great healer, the great uniter. He's doing anything but when you call reporters out for, you know, you're a pain for asking me about my mandates at the Veterans Affairs. And and uh, when, you, when he gets terse in that respect and he says people who aren't getting vaccinated are not as smart as I thought, just is, is uh, not appropriate. But yet we heard, we heard throughout the entire pandemic while President Trump was in office that every case, every death was directly attributed to him. Well, the first reasonable, rational, clear-thinking people know that's just bunk. That's just not true. Second, okay, well, if we apply that same standard, then every case, every death, every person who's not vaccinated that gets sick, especially, we're going to attribute to the current president. Uh, you'll also notice that mask mandates have been reinstated in the White House, and, you know, recent photos now show, of course, the president and Kamala all masked up. They're all fully vaccinated. Here we go again. They're, it's They're... Uh, they're just sending a wrong message, in my view. But this this hearing yesterday, uh, if you caught any of that, I did. I watched a good bit of it. Uh, four or five officers that testified. And there was some disturbing testimony. And if what they're saying is accurate and true, and, and people that invaded the Capitol, breached the Capitol, acted as they described, well, and, and those were criminal acts, well, then they need to be prosecuted to the full extent of the law that's pretty simple uh, i don't know that any rational person would would argue with that and disagree with that doesn't really matter what their party affiliation is or even what their reasons were but uh these officers a couple of them got hurt uh, as part of it and and uh they, they even talked about and and referenced uh, remarks made between the insurgents where they were talking about taking them out and hanging them and all that sort of stuff to the gallows. And, uh, you know, it could have been um, just hyperbole, but it, still, though, you, you can't really say that, shouldn't say that around law enforcement officers. The thing I disagreed with is it was highly politicized, highly politicized. And one of the officers, a uh, lieutenant, I think, his name escapes me, but he got very emotional and he um, he was mad because he feels like that uh, the Republican Party 
is dismissing this entire event, those in Congress, and not supportive of law enforcement and not concerned about what happened. And he literally banged on the table because he, he felt like that was being disrespectful to the officers uh, involved and that were present that day. So it, it's not something you normally see. It's a little, it's a little disconcerting just to watch uh, these kinds of activities unfold. Uh, in our capital, but it's it, again the thing I quarrel with is is just completely about politics. I don't, I don't believe that that Republicans don't care or have no concern for the safety and lives of the officers uh, in law enforcement in general. Just the opposite. Nor do I think that Democrats have the have the franchise on you know being concerned and caring for anybody. They always. Uh, they always fashion themselves and label themselves as, as such, but it's just, it's just not true. It's just, it's just not true. So uh, they they need to be honest about that. But again, that's just in an effort to uh, to politicize and to turn this into what one just giant political circus, as evidenced by Nancy Pelosi rejecting uh, McCarthy's appointments, uh, two of his appointments to this to this commission, to this investigative body, that being Representative Jim Jordan and, and Representative Banks. And uh, she declined on them because they're pro-Trump people. So she allowed two Republicans that are anti-Trump people. And, and Liz Cheney and, uh, oh, shoot, what's his name from Missouri there, Rhino? And I want to say Emsminger, but it's something that sounds uh, like that. But nonetheless... You got two that are big time anti-Trump people. By the way, that latter Republican representative, he too shed tears. He he may have been the most emotional uh, as in uh, the proceedings yesterday, but it just feels like you're only going to get one side of the story. Now the officers' testimony, again, have no reason to believe that they weren't being honest and forthcoming and truthful. Uh, that that certainly paints a very bleak picture of what happened that day, and and it sh- shouldn't be. It should be everyone's concern, honestly. Uh, but I think the other problem that is so maddening uh, is that, once again, Trump supporters, Republicans in general, have, have been painted with this broad brush just because of the actions of a couple who stepped out of line. Uh, it seems like seemingly broke the law. But New York Times reporter Katie Benner, she actually tweeted, because you can't tweet anything and it not be picked up. Any Anything that's sort of radical and and uh, has a lot of hyperbole associated with it, you can't do that and expect that you can delete it and it not uh, be seen and be captured in screenshots by people. Of course it is. But uh, she said, uh, today's January 6th Select Committee underscores the America's uh, current essential national security dilemma. Work to combat legitimate national security threats now entails calling a politician's supporters enemies of the state. So she is calling, it's just amazing, she is calling Trump supporters, even if you weren't involved and don't support invading the Capitol, you are an enemy of the state. And she's also referring to those in Congress. She's, she's referring to sitting members of the United States Congress as enemies of the state. This is extremely disturbing. Of course, she deleted those tweets and um, kind of offered a bit of a, a tepid apology at best. But 
she means it. She does consider that. So, again, we got the great uniter, Joe Biden. She's obviously a Joe Biden supporter. Uh, this is not healing. This is not uniting. This is not bringing people together when you go do stupid stuff like that. But it's because it, it's almost become entrenched in in Democrat doctrine and Democrat logic, which is just this notion of grouping. Okay, you're a Trump supporter. You're grouped into, into this based on the actions of one or two. You're not. You're grouped in based on the actions of one or two. This is exactly what's happening with this um, critical race theory uh, stuff that's going on throughout our country, uh, really across our national landscape. Same deal. It's all about grouping. And they don't like to hear it, but that is emblematic and consistent with Marxist ideology. It's group to engender conflict, and that is what it is all about. Uh, but this uh, information I shared earlier about the Seattle mayor, Jenny Durkin, Mayor Jenny, as we called her, she said in a Monday, Monday press conference, over the past 17 months, the police department has lost 250 officers. That's equivalent to over 300,000 service hours. We're on a path to losing 300 officers. Well, when you when you demean them the way you do, denounce them, castigate them, we call them every slur in the book. Well, what do you expect? You're attacking them. This is how they attack back. You don't care about me. You don't have my back. And they say that's the number one thing is that those that they work for at the higher levels of government cover their back. And she's not, and they're not, and it's causing this rash of crime across the country. We've got to take a break right here. We'll come back. Final half hour of the JT Show from the Neshoba County Fair is up next. The doctors at Carter Sledge Family Dentistry are general and cosmetic dentists. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, you'll find one of the most state-of-the-art facilities in Mississippi, along with a friendly staff and doctors who are both professional and compassionate. Meet our team, take a virtual tour, and make an appointment at cartersledgedental.com. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry on Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. Call 601-607-7876. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, our smile begins with yours. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. 
Hello, friends. This is Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce. If you love agriculture and the great outdoors, and you don't want to miss the exciting new Ag and Outdoor Expo. 60,000 square feet of everything for ag and hunting and fishing. All on display in the brand new Mississippi Trademark, August 6th, 7th, and 8th. Put on by the great folks at the Foundation for Mississippi Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And sponsored by Southern Ag Credit. Shop great deals on the latest guns, gear, clothing, and equipment. There's fun for the whole family. The Axe Women Loggers of Maine, the Fetch and Fish Dog Show, and the Big Buck Contest, Mississippi's largest display of trophy bucks. And Saturday night, you don't want to miss the concert featuring national headliner Tyler Farr and hot Mississippi artist Adam Doliak and Hannah Everhart, along with Corey Smith. The Mississippi Ag and Outdoor Expo, August 6th through 8th. For more information, visit MississippiOutdoorExpo.com. Green Home Solutions is a proud VIP sponsor of The Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. Availability of ICU beds in hospitals is on the decline as the number of COVID cases continue to rise. State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs shares what Mississippi hospitals are dealing with. I was talking to a hospital. They said, we were so busy we had to put two patients in a closet to make space for them because they're so overburdened. A lot of the big hospitals are using their ERs as overflow ICUs. Okay. I'm not kidding about this. This is going to be a tough road. And the Former Oxford police officer charged with the murder of a mother of four will plead guilty Friday. Lafayette County Clerk Jeff Busby confirmed a report that Matthew Kinney intends to plead guilty to the 2019 murder of 32-year-old Dominique Clayton. The agreement carries a life sentence without the possibility of parole. Clayton was killed in her sleep inside of her Oxford home on May 19th of 2019 and was found by one of her four children. Kinney and Clayton were romantically involved at the time of the murder. I'm Andy Davis. Trustmark is the bank that fits you to a T. You can bank right on your phone or tablet with the My Trustmark app. Our mortgage lenders will help you buy your dream two-story tutor. And Trustmark Tailored Wealth offers tried and true advice that makes transforming your future a piece of uh, toast. Nice. Trustmark. People you trust. Advice that works. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. The Mississippi State Medical Association presents the Healthcare Heroes Awards Gala. Celebrate the COVID-19 champions who have worked tirelessly over the past year to serve the people of Mississippi. With nominees that include small, nonprofit, and corporate businesses, education, community, and military leaders, as well as healthcare professionals. The Healthcare Heroes Awards Gala presented by the Mississippi State Medical Association on August 14th at 7.30 p.m. at the Jackson Convention Center. To get tickets or become a sponsor, go to msmaonline.com slash Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. 
weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. They always say what they want. They're open about their opinions. They're not afraid to say what they feel. everyone the jt show super talk mississippi this broadcast powered by c spire we are at the neshoba county fair i'm still looking rhino at that national championship trophy i can tell lots of bulldog faithful around the trophy donning their maroon and taking photos with a trophy i don't blame them that's a pretty dead gum big deal you know uh, don't forget the Mississippi State Medical Association presents the Healthcare Heroes Awards Gala to celebrate the COVID-19 champions who have worked tirelessly over the past year to serve the people of Mississippi. There will be nominees that include small, nonprofit, and corporate businesses, education, community, and military leaders, as well as healthcare professionals. That's going to be a pretty big deal. That's coming up. Uh, when is that gala? Uh, I know I forgot the date exactly, but it's coming up soon. And I know that Super Talk is a sponsor of that. August and 14th. August 14th. Appreciate that. Thank you. So we have uh, had a good day. Lots of uh, great guests on the program tomorrow. And I think the governor is going to join us tomorrow. Maybe even our good friend, Secretary of State Michael Watson, he's going to join us. So. Should be uh, should be a fu- another fun day. It's starting to cloud up a little bit, and we're not unhappy about that because it's cooling things off. Well, I see a lot of folks walking around with uh, the fans, however, that are fanning themselves uh, in the July heat. It's just the Shelby County Fair. That's the way it is. We expect it. We accept it. So no sooner than we just got through talking about how the president is is divisive with his his demeanor, his remarks, his policies, not really healing the nation. <laughs> well, Nancy Pelosi says, hold my beer. Earlier today, a question was asked by minority leader in the House, Kevin McCarthy. He asked uh, about why masks were being mandated, at least uh, recommended by the CDC. Some are mandating, like the White House, and I I think uh, also, if I'm not mistaken, the House of Representatives that uh, Speaker Pelosi will mandate masks even for the vaccinated. And he asked that question. He says, "Why? this is against the science. Why are we doing that? And she, of course, called him a moron. Yes, indeed, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, called... House Minority Leader, Kevin McCarthy, a moron. Now, that'll go a long way towards uniting, healing. What is up with that? What? Where does it come from? Amanda from Pike County says, hold my ice cream cone. (laughs) Yes, of course, who could forget that? The $20,000 refrigerator freezer. And uh, during the midst of the pandemic, she... Uh, demonstrating uh, on uh, video the various, very expensive, uh, super expensive ice cream uh, commodities that she was storing in a refrigerator. It's kind of interesting. 
But, um, wow, I just don't know. We are moving in the opposite direction. Oh, that's the other day. That's from Rob in Hattiesburg. Does the trophy have an asterisk asking for a friend? I assume you're talking about the Mississippi State Natty Trophy. Uh, well, no, I don't think it does. If 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 you want to hear that uh, answer that question, in my opinion, I don't see any asterisk around it. I I think it uh, was was earned, I guess, without such. But that came from a period, of course where there wasn't the sort of structure that exists uh, today. So a little different uh, question there. Charlie on the ceasefire text line says, term limits, enough said. You know, that's a, a hotly debated topic that we've discussed before. And it's a it, it's kind of a double-edged sword. On the one hand, term limits, you're in, you're out. On the other hand, folks that are on their way out because of term limits, they, they just employ a scorched-earth policy. <laughs> and they, and that's always a concern where they just say, I don't care. I don't have to worry about my constituents. This is what I believe. The heck with them. I'm out of here. Therefore, I'm going to jump on board with this bill and that bill and this policy and that policy. And, and, that, and so they're not as concerned about public sentiment in their lawmaking, and that becomes a big, bigger concern. So that, it's a, again, it's a, it's a tough one. It, it is uh, something that needs to be thought through. Uh, before such would be implemented, but I certainly, certainly do understand it. Uh, the concerns about that, and then these people that stay in office forever and ever and ever. I, I guess the question is, why don't we impose the term limits at the ballot box? Why, why do they keep getting reelected? It, it always seems like that a lot of people say, "Well, my representative's not the problem; it's your representative." Why do you guys keep <laughs> reelecting uh, that person into office? Not mine. Mine is fine. It's just crazy. Uh, let's see. They get defensive when you use logic, says Carol <laughs> Starkville. Yeah, I I agree. And I, I think the biggest challenge that the Democrats have right now is, is just the number of conflicts. You can't be for defunding the police. And and uh, honestly, they just want to completely end the carceral state. And, and the AOC and her group does. They want to end imprisonment they don't want anybody to ever be punished for any crime whatsoever they want to decriminalize crime you got that but then you've got a mayor a far left radical mayor such as jenny durkin of seattle arguably one of the most leftist cities in the nation and now it's come home and she can't deal with it and you know it's an enormous amount of pressure when you're the mayor of a community like that and crime is out of control you can't get anybody to come work for the police department, and it ain't cause of pay. It's because they don't get any respect, and because mayors such as her and her summer of love nonsense, they don't cover for them. They don't have their back. The bigger thing is that you that you're seeing on a, on a fairly regular basis now, or law enforcement officers saying, "What good does it do to arrest?" because we know that it's just a revolving door and the prosecutorial system just says, oh, you're out, we're not going to do anything with you. So saw an article uh, yesterday that, uh, again, was fairly disturbing, San Francisco, where shoplifting is out of control because of the $950, I think, threshold before a shoplifter is uh, subject to being charged. And... There are are now employees that are just watching it, saying, you know, what good does it do? 
We're just going to let them come in the store and just commit crime and take all our stuff. Don't really care. And that's terrible. So you've got employees of a store who rely on those assets to pay the bills and make the payroll, and you've got those receiving the payroll who are now just turning their backs on this crime. That's how we got We've normalized crime. We've normalized it. You take somebody else's stuff, you hurt other people, we not only normalize it, we justify it. We rationalize it. And we have a government that is complicit in that attitude. And it's the report is that the employees of this particular store just shrug. And what are we going to do? Can't do anything. If you, even if you did, uh, they get arrested if they eclipse the threshold for for theft. And they, they go to the prosecutors who say, oh, no problem, you're good to go. We're not going to lock you up. Just keep doing it. Well, so guess what? You get more of it, more crime. What a shock, huh? Absolutely crazy. This infrastructure deal that we talked about quite a bit, Schumer now says the Senate might be voting on it later tonight, that a major agreement in the Senate has been reached. Uh, it, this, would, this is a bipartisan package, and it's just under a, a trillion. Well, actually, it looks like it's $1.2 trillion now. It's been increased by what's a couple of hundred billion Right, that's petty cash in today's government at the federal level for sure. So $1.2 trillion, and it looks like a deal might be in hand uh, in order to pass the Senate. Of course, all Democrats, all 50 would have to vote in favor of the legislation, and 10 Republicans would have to get on board uh, in accordance with the filibuster rules. So, And then that would go over to the House. But Nancy Pelosi saying, no, nah, we're not taking that up until we got the $3.5 trillion full mill deal package that includes just a whole bunch of goodies that have absolutely nothing to do with infrastructure. About, of that $3.5 trillion, about $600 billion deals with traditional infrastructure and the rest of it is so-called human infrastructure, free education, free health care, lowering the age of Medicare, uh, increasing the Medicare program, free community college, free elderly care, permanency of these $3,600 and $3,000 a year child tax credits. All of that is included in this so-called infrastructure bill. This is government on steroids simply crowds out the private sector and causes problems for all of us, including the people they're trying to help. It's time for a break here. we got a final segment on the JT Show, direct from the Neshoba County Fair. Please stay with us.
In the house, my friend Lee Garland of EXP. What's happening, Lee? 2020 was an incredible year. We've sold hundreds of houses. As a matter of fact, and thank you, you took care of a family member. What was so unique about selling that home was the buyer who bought it, bought it sight unseen. They bought it from the videos, photos, and drone footage that we shot. They did not actually step foot in the house until the week before closing. Share with us some of the other advantages of the marketing campaign. One of the things that we do is we give sellers options. We give them the option of assurance, convenience and the ability to get top dollar on their property. If the seller needs the assurance that their house is going to sell, we can guarantee that sale. If it doesn't sell at the end of the listing agreement, we'll buy it. And that's what makes you guys the leader in the market. We are the number one team in central Mississippi. We spend more money marketing properties than anybody else. We have an advertising budget of almost a half a million dollars where the average agent only spends $250 to $500 a month. Go to LeeWillBuyIt.com or call us at 601-983-1130. Here's John and Corey Ravenstein for Juniker Jewelry Company. If you're thinking about selling your old jewelry, especially diamonds, knowing what you have is the key to getting the best price. At Juniker Jewelry Company, as gemologists and appraisers, we will assess accurately the real value of what you have. And then make you the very best offer. You see, as true diamond brokers and importers... We buy and sell diamonds every day on the worldwide market. We specialize in diamonds of a carat or more and can discreetly handle any diamond, no matter how large. That diamond ring you inherited from Aunt May. Or maybe it's that diamond you just don't wear anymore because it simply lost its meaning. We'll help that diamond find a new home. For all your diamond needs, come to Juniker Jewelry Company. Buying or selling, we are Mississippi's most trusted name in diamonds. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. L.S. Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, L.S. Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. L.S. Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the L.S. commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the L.S. Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the L.S. difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Shrimp. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Oysters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Your Fresh Seafood Headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive. 601-790-9407. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. This is Jake Mangum, not some actor wearing a red shirt. Whenever I was up to bat at MSU, I would see Farm Bureau Insurance. They supported me then, and they take care of me now. I couldn't ask for more supportive teammates. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance, or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. The Great American Cleanup has begun. It's the state's largest effort to prevent litter and beautify communities. Keep Mississippi Beautiful is working to expand our wildflower plantings across our state and to make Mississippi more beautiful. We encourage you to volunteer with us this year. And remember, cover and tarp your load and keep litter in its proper place. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.com.
yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You can text the JT Show, 601-879-4395. That's 601-879-4395. Now, here's more with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone the jt show super talk mississippi live from the neshoba county fair that's a good tune by the way uh who's that Eng- english song modern right? english modern english i knew english was in the name of the uh, artist all right rumor has it that the revivalists are coming uh, on july 30th this coming friday at renaissance at colony park you got some on that rhino Oh, yeah, they're going to be at the Renaissance at Colony Park in Ridgeland where you can take in the sights, the music, and, of course, the great food that they have available. And it will all be uh, live this Friday. You can get tickets at Ticketmaster.com or Ardenland.net. Yeah. And what about Harry Connick, Jr.? We're going to have a contest on that coming up, I think. He's kind of, he's going to be at the Brandon Amphitheater on Saturday, August 28th. You can uh, get tickets at Ticketmaster.com or at the Brandon Amphitheater box office. How, that, how about that? It's pretty cool. Is there a contest on that, Rhino, to earn those tickets? Uh, there probably will be. Okay. All right. The Looking man who makes those decisions is out of country at the moment. I got you. That's exactly right. And we hope he's doing well. So, Jeff on the ceasefire text line says, I have a handful of friends who unfortunately are Democrats, and when you try to talk politics with them, they just get offended. Oh, wait a second now, Jeff. Remember the rules. You have the right to offend, but not the right to not be offended. Uh, you heard it right here. <laughs> so... If the federal government wants to make the working man happy, give everyone that worked during the pandemic a federal tax break instead of just a select few child care for the 2020 taxes. That's an interesting thought. Uh, Kirk from Columbus writes that in. Uh, you know, back to just sort of conflicting sort of positions. you got Representative Cory Bush. I don't know if you guys saw that this story, but... Uh, she is uh, the newest member of the so-called squad. And she is on record, on video actually, not only denouncing police last summer, but calling for the full defunding of the police. Well, now it's been revealed that the representative spent $70,000 of campaign monies for her own personal security. 70000 Well, sure, you're cool with, with no police if you can spend $70,000 on your own personal security. you got your own personal entourage to protect you. Well, why do you need that if this crime thing is, 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 is not as advertised, if it's just a bunch of fabricated right-wing QAnon nonsense? Think about that. It it's really is ridiculous. Uh, Paul in Meridian wants to know, how's the air conditioning at the amphitheater on on the concert coming up? I saw a long-range forecast. It's going to cool off a little bit next week. I saw that. I don't know if you guys saw that. Like highs in the 80s and lows at night in the 60s, maybe a little front pushing through. We shall see. Um, 
Another text here I wanted to get to. The Internet, by the way, over here, as you can imagine, has gotten a little bit slow. I am so fed up with these government folks, Pelosi, Schumer, etc., just using their positions as a way to legally rob we the people. They are not exempt. There has to be a way to prosecute them for stealing our money for stupid stuff and to give it to other countries. I, I hear you. Somebody might vote them in, but $40 billion a year out of a $4 trillion budget is is a, certainly something to be concerned with, but the, the vast majority of the money that is just misspent, it's not in the form of money's going to other countries. There's just a long list of other misspending and, and cronyism and, and just inefficiencies and waste that is just wrought within our government, embedded in it, honestly. The the key is you got to vote them out. And Nancy Pelosi, I would argue, absolutely can't blow her out of that district. You just can't do it. Ryder, you had an announcement you just uh, shared with me at the break about a football game, a high school football game coming up. Tell us about that. Yeah, it looks like the ESPN folks are coming to the Magnolia State because, uh, what's the date they gave? On August 28th, Madison Ridgeland Academy, the MRA Patriots, will be hosting the Oakland Patriots from Tennessee. I believe Oakland won their state championship with an undefeated season last year. And if I'm not mistaken... MRA's won back-to-back state championships, so it's two state champions taking each other on on the gridiron, and they will be broadcasting that on August 28th on ESPN2 at 3 p.m. Yeah, that ought to be pretty cool. That's a a great matchup and bringing notoriety here to the Magnolia State. JoJo and Bentonia, got just a couple of minutes left, text in, Democrats are so stupid. How are they going to confiscate all our guns if there are no law enforcement officers? That's another great example of this just conflicting message. Think about this, folks. Folks, uh, immigrants are pouring across our borders that are infected. There's there's little or no testing. There's no requirements. They're, they're infecting our ICE, our law enforcement officers. No, no big deal. Just come on in. You can't get in here from Canada without being tested or fly over from Europe without massive testing. And you, you got, and, they, and they're going to start requiring vaccinations for us to go into their countries. It's just another major conflict. We so appreciate you joining us today on the JT Show, live from the Neshoba County Fair. We will be back here at the fair tomorrow. we got the Governor, Secretary of State Watson coming your way. Stay safe. God bless everyone. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.